3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
5: Welcome into the Fox Sports Radio studios. We are indeed brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We're also brought to you by AutoZone. Heat, the main cause of battery failure, so it's important to have a tough battery. Duralast batteries designed and tested to start in extreme temperatures up to 167 degrees. They're proven tough. They're sold only at AutoZone, so you want to get in the zone. AutoZone. Clay doing his job on his way to Paris. He was in London all last week. It's a very, very tough life for Clay. Apparently so tough that he can't wear a belt when he goes to Wimbledon. Maybe we'll discuss that here in just a little bit so i am jason Martin, usually the executive producer of this program of course the guys out in la still out there in la and down in north carolina where i spent a lot of my formative years is jeff schwartz he's usually on with us on wednesday instead we decided we'd have him on for 15 straight hours this week jeff what's up
0: oh i'm glad to be here i um i'm not a lawyer. I don't have kids that are 6, 9, and 2, but I do like saying the word penis. So I, th- I feel like I'll fit in well for this entire week.
5: Yeah, you certainly are. You made it through exactly one sentence without getting to penis, and then I made it about three or four, so now we've said <laughs> it twice, so we're, we're definitely off and rolling. Yeah, I'm not going to put on my lawyer hat yet, but I'm going to put it on before the week is out because, well, I hope you. Do. this is okay Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, sports is happening. I don't know how much sports is happening. There is summer league basketball being played. There is a home run derby tonight. There's an all-star game tomorrow night. And because this is outkick, we're probably not going to talk a whole lot about that unless someone's bat goes up their keister because baseball has not really been a big focus of this program, but Lonzo ball has been a large part of this program. And Jeff, you being the Lakers honk that you are, Danny G and Justin and Robert and Eddie Garcia and all the fellows out there. In Sherman Oaks right now, they're just losing their minds over the Los Angeles Lakers and hashtag future Laker this. Uh, Friday was not a particularly good day for your boy Lonzo at all.
0: It was not, but he made up for it, which is more important. He's growing. He's learning. And, um, no, the first game was disappointing. I mean, you got two for 15, and if you watched it, he's just chucking up threes and doing things that he really didn't do at UCLA, and then to come back the next day, get a triple double, go to basket, get assist, we just need him as a, as a Lakers fan, and really the Lakers organization just needs him to get assist and look good and drive guys to want to play in los angeles because you know this next free agency is going to be so big for the team um that i'm just looking forward to him doing that i don't need him to score 30 points a game we need him to get 15 assists a game
5: how, how big an erection are you going to have during next uh off season, jeff
0: oh it, i'm already dreaming about it i i lebron <laughs> for sure lebron is, is coming to los angeles and then it's a matter of if paul george and Russell Westbrook are both going to come to Los Angeles.
3: Hashtag future Laker. Oh God, there it is. And then
0: it's going to be just uh, back like the old days. Uh, Kobe, Shaq, dominating everybody. Kobe, Gasol, dominating everybody. Um, you know, they'll, they'll clear. They'll clear Dane's contract in February. They'll ship off Randall somewhere. They'll, they'll clear that contract. They'll get a expiring contract in return. We'll have all this cap space. Lonzo Ball will be dishing the ball left and right all season. We won't win many games. It doesn't matter, though. Guys will want to come play in Los Angeles. And I really think that Magic Johnson was brought in just to get these guys. Like He's not, he's not going to do the contracts. He's not going to be scouting everybody. He's brought in to bring the glory back to Los Angeles.
5: The glory back to Los Angeles. You mentioned Shaq and Kobe. You know those two gentlemen are not going to be suiting up for the Lakers, right? Like, they're more likely to be in Ice Cube's Big Three League than they are in the NBA. I also make sure well, that you I mean, know. Like, they're... Gasol, maybe. I mean, he's—whatever's he, <laughs> left of Gasol, maybe. I, I don't know.
0: We've always had these superstars, and they've always wanted to play in Los Angeles. And, and along the way, we've lost that. Like, no one wants to come to L.A. anymore. And I think that with Magic there and with Lonzo— giving the ball to everybody, the guys are going to want to play in Los Angeles again.
5: One for 11 on threes, two for 15 overall. Couldn't really find the range on his jump shot. Of course, it's not like he was known to be a great jump shooter even before he was drafted, so this is going to be a work in progress. Remember, Jason Kidd was acing Kidd for a long time because he had no J. Lonzo didn't even have a J in his name, so I have no idea exactly where it's going to come from, but as long as he's assisting and making other players better— That'll be fine. So, Friday was not a good day for Lonzo Ball. And then he comes back and has a triple-double on Saturday. How excited were you when you saw that based on what you saw on Friday? Because apparently, from game to game in Summer League, you can go from either being a Hall of Famer to a complete scrub.
0: I had to take it with a grain of salt because Summer League is essentially rookie minicamp in the NFL. So it would be the same thing if, if Miss Trubisky went out, the Bears draft pick, number two overall, and had a great rookie minicamp and we got all excited. So the first game goes two for 15. You're like, okay, well, it's 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 Summer League. Like, well, he'll figure it out. And next game, he, he goes to triple-double and I got way too excited for knowing it's only Summer League because it showed that he improved his game over, over one game. He knew that he couldn't shoot as much, so he didn't shoot as many threes in Game 2. He went to the lane. He got rebounds. He dished the ball out. Now he's playing against guys who aren't going to make really the NBA, but it's still exciting nonetheless I mean, to see a guy have such a bad Game 1 and improve the Game 2. As a Lakers homer, I'm super excited about that. If it was another guy, I wouldn't care at all.
5: Is this the most you've paid attention to early summer league play ever because you care so much about how Lonzo's going to play in L.A.?
0: Yes, I didn't. I really didn't even know summer league existed till this offseason. Wow, I did good never.
5: Word. I mean,
0: I knew that it existed in in Vegas vaguely. I had no idea that they had a summer league in Orlando. I think it's Orlando, right? Uh yes. Yeah. Yes no indeed. idea until until because the Hornets and uh, Charlotte, you know, they play in Orlando, and we covered a little bit here. Not the slightest idea that they had a summer league in Orlando. I mean, it's it's rookie minicamp. It's not. It's I don't know why. For life of me, I have no idea why people are so excited about Summer Bowl.
5: I mean, some people are living and dying on it, especially people in the sports media, because there has to be something to fill time. And uh, unfortunately, Colin Kaepernick didn't decide to join the Nation of Islam over the weekend (laughs) to give us content for about a week.
0: No no one got arrested in the NFL. It was a pretty—it's actually been a a downtime for the NFL. Normally, there's— some story that pops up this time of year that covers a good stretch of a week. And there is nothing so far. So if, if you're an NFL player and you want to do something stupid, please do it this week.
5: Yeah, Absolutely. Our telephone number, by the way, is eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. You can have your say at any point during the show. You can call us out or whatever. If you watched any of the summer league ball or if you didn't and you're just kind of basing it on stats – whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. Guys out in L.A., Robert, I know you mentioned this to me yesterday just when we were kind of spitballing and talking about some different things. Um, summer League and this potential idea of a seven-on-seven NFL league during the spring, uh, how do you just kind of explain that to those that might not know?
1: Yes, uh, Bucky Brooks from the NFL Network, uh, NFL.com, he's a great writer over there. He was very impressed by the amount of Twitter traffic and a lot of social media commentary about the summer league and how it was kind of blowing up, especially on Friday and Saturday night. And he thought, well, Hey, if the NFL, you know, always about making money, they see the kind of off season marketing that they got going here where they're exposing the, the fans to a lot of unknown players. In this case, Lonzo ball is a very well-known player, but he says, well, why wouldn't the NFL do the same thing with a seven on seven? So that all of these rookie guys, because outside of maybe four or five guys in the draft, a lot of casual fans don't recognize a lot of these other guys. So why not do a seven on seven, expose them to the fans so that way when they start the season in September, they already have something to get behind.
5: Jeff, thoughts, injury risks, any way teams would ever Um... allow something like that to happen?
0: Well, injury risk aside, I mean, you know, you we practice, so I don't think there would be much of a of an extended injury risk to do a mm-hmm. seven on seven because no one would get touched. It'd probably be more of a flag football type thing, right? Two hand touch, or you actually have flags on. Uh, they're not going to get in pads. I, I just don't see the purpose in that because you're not going to have time to install many plays with such a young, you know young kids. You know, you're essentially would have to do it. What, right now, after the, the nine-week period? And, and that's basically extra work that teams aren't going to want to do and they're actually not allowed to do. You, know, you only have the nine-week program, and then otherwise you're out, so you can't be with the coaches, so you have to extend that somehow. Or you do it right after the draft, like summer ball is, which then guys have never played with each other. It's going to be sloppy. They're not going to know their plays. Um, I do think that the, the NFL rookies, though, do have exposure. Uh, people know who they are. They follow the NFL more closely than they follow the NBA. And look, you know, if you look at the NBA Twitter this weekend, it really was only covering three guys that I saw. It was Tatum, Fultz, and Ball. I mean, the mm-hmm. rest of the players no one really cared about. Maybe maybe a little bit of Dennis Smith Jr. But otherwise, I mean, it's a small group of NBA guys. I don't think that people would care very much about an NFL 7-on-7 league.
5: Yeah, and what would you learn from 7-on-7 anyway if you're a rookie? Like considering that's not the way you would be playing. Like, what would be the difference if you were out there in a seven-on-seven seven compared to what you would actually face when you were in an actual game?
0: Oh, nothing. I mean, it's the same argument we have now, right? When, when you watch guys practice in the spring, you say, "Well, it's just in shorts, right?" Because we don't get to see them in pads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you get a timing rhythm down with your quarterback a little bit, but then you lose that over the summer, and then you come back obviously in camp, and and, and you can regain that. You know, I'd rather see just teams train with each other in the offseason on their own. Like in the summer, if if a quarterback brings his wide receivers together and do it on your own rather than do a seven-on-seven, I just don't see teams wanting to expose their players to any extra risk than they have to be.
5: Now, you mentioned Dennis Smith. There was a story that came out this weekend that Mark Cuban made him scrub his Twitter feed, which meant the slang (laughs) in that wood tweet went away. And I know you and I found that to be be one of the greatest tweets in the history of Twitter.
0: (laughs) I said, I use slang in my wood (laughs) <laughs> Probably in three or four tweets after I saw that, I tried it on my wife. It did not go over very well. She just rolled her eyes at me. You tried to sling and, uh, that wood, or
6: you tried to use the yeah, comment? Well,
0: I both and both both got failed miserably. Uh, but I told her, <laughs> I told her, I showed her the tweet too. Uh, it, remarkable. Think about this though. He was 16 when he sent that. I think the 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 detectives on Twitter let us know, right? 15 or 16. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was 15 or 16. I was barely talking to girls at that point. So for him to be slinging some wood, for him to be slinging some wood and then tweet about it and then say it was God's gift that he has given, he's been given this wood to sling, Um, just, it it was so intense for 15, 16 years old. It was remarkable. And I'm generally not for going back and finding someone's old tweets and mocking them for it, especially in politics. I mean, people can change their mind on things. It's okay. But um, this was an excellent job by Twitter detectives, finding this tweet, and it made my draft night so much better. Because once you get past, I mean, he was picked nine. Once you get past pick nine or ten, I feel like the draft loses all steam. And to (laughs) to bring this out was just remarkable. I used it so much for a week, and now I'm probably going to use it again this week.
5: Danny G, this is a terrible situation that Cuban made this tweet disappear, right? Slanging that wood in my pants has to be one of the great tweets of all time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, are you surprised that Mark Cuban is taking the fun out of Twitter? Yeah, that's a good point.
5: I mean, you (laughs) got to let Dennis Smith be Dennis (laughs) Smith, right? I mean, this should be a t-shirt design. Like, this should not be taken off Twitter. This is, let's put this on every piece of merch we got. Let's put it on hats. Let's sell two-by-fours at the building. Like, let's make this let's make, let's make this a big deal. What else do you care about with the Dallas what, Mavericks? What
0: would be, if they made like a hat or a shirt, what would be the logo for the sling of my wood? Would it be the actual piece of wood? Would it be a wood shape, like a penis? Like, what would it be? I, that's, I,
5: I don't know. You've just taken it to another level. I didn't think about a wood-shaped penis, but perhaps, perhaps a wood-shaped penis is where we can go. Perhaps we could have like some Olympic shot putter like turn around and toss it like into the air and that <laughs> slinging that wood that would be your commercial advertising some has got to make people go to dallas to watch those games even though cuban said if he was in the east there would not be any rebuilding we can talk about that when we come back out of the break also because we talk about lonzo ball and we'll do a lot more of that during the course of this next uh, three hours or so we also have to talk about his father and his father's grammar oh and Joel Embiid. So stick around. You are listening to Outkick the Coverage with J. Martin Jeff here on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz, in for Clay Travis, who's overseas with his family. Jeff is on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at Outkick. Fellas in L.A. doing what they do. So, like I said, we talked about Lonzo Ball in that first segment, and I guess maybe coming back with it was a good day. You could talk about Saturday, certainly not Friday, or maybe that was sort of a play for us to talk about Ice Cube's three-on-three league, which maybe we (laughs) will get to at some point. The problem with the three-on-three league, quickly, is that every time I see it, I'm waiting for Lance Bass to show up, or Monet Davis, or somebody like that, because... This has MTV rock and jock all over it. Like even without the injuries. Like I could see Rashad Lewis squaring up for ten with Flea guarding him. Like back in nineteen ninety nine. But like trying to watch this as legitimate sport. And originally they were coming here to Nashville and then they moved that to Chicago. I was gonna go because I felt like I had to see this. Jeff, have you watched any of this three on three league at all?
0: They came to Charlotte uh, last weekend. I did not go. I was not wasting a beautiful Sunday afternoon to sit in the Spectrum Center and watch it. Look, I mean, these are all guys that we watched growing up as kids. Um, now the game has moved beyond them. Like everyone shoots threes now. There's obviously a four-point shot in the in the three-on-three tournament. These guys just shoot layups and jumpers like they used to back in the day. I don't think it's, it's exciting at all. They're all getting hurt. Dude's tearing their <laughs> Achilles, their knee, blowing their knees out. Um, they actually, they're actually they paying a good amount. My, I know uh, one of the agents who has three of the guys, and I asked, why are you, they doing this? They go, well, they're paying them well to do this. Um, so I guess they, they they want some old glory, but I have no interest in this. However, this is now an Olympic sport, mm-hmm. so I feel like we should pay more attention to three-on-three basketball. Now, for the Olympics, will it be... Like, LeBron and Russell Westbrook and Paul George together? Or is it going to be just three random college dudes? Like, what's what's the format for that?
5: So you're assuming that the Lakers are playing in the Olympics? Since so you think all three yes. of those guys are going to be future Lakers? Yes, those
0: are the three. that's the three that came to my head since we just talked about them. Yeah. But, I mean, is it going to be three just random guys? Or is it going to be 3 NBAers?
5: Yeah, here's Steven Jackson. Uh, I actually heard uh, Ben Maller talking about this last hour, and this is pretty amazing. He says, if you got the top ten guys here, meaning in the big three league, he's one of them we could beat an actual NBA team. <laughs> Steven, I don't know how to tell you this, Boopy, but uh, no, you couldn't. Like, I'm trying to think of what team they could compete against. The thing is, like, they'd be right for like six minutes, and then all of a sudden that situation would take over where Father Time is playing against young athletes, and there would be like two of the five guys on the floor, or I guess two of the three guys, that would be uncoverable after about 10 minutes. Like, Who is it that's checking the youngsters on this three-on-three league? I know that all these veterans still think they can play. They can play against each other, but this is not the same kind of competition. This is the John McEnroe-Serena-Williams situation here. We don't want to open that ball of worms again, but <laughs> Steven Jackson and his crew are, can can play against each other at the Y. Like They're about a year or two away from putting on the goggles. I think Kwame Brown's the youngest guy in the league or one of them, and he's chilling at 35. And we're talking about Kwame Brown here. We're not not exactly talking about one of the great 35-year-old basketball players in the world. No offense to Kwame Brown. Actually, yeah, offense to Kwame yeah, Brown. He was kind of a disaster in the NFL He may, or in the NBA. He made a ton of money. But yeah, uh, Steven Jackson just firing off a take to get people to watch the three-on-three, I would say, right? Like, this can't be legit. He can't actually think they can compete against an NBA team, right?
0: Maybe he's gotten so worked up over playing now. like His adrenaline's going. He's excited to finally be back on the court that he's just overvaluing how he thinks the talent level is for the big three. I think that, I go back to this point. If they were to play a team of players now, the players now would be shooting threes and would score more points than them shooting twos. Plain and simple. Plus athleticism, you know, of course, if we take that, you will know, get 22, 23-year-old playing against a guy who's 40 years old. It wouldn't be close, but I just don't, to me I guess I don't see the fascination in the big 3 unless you are a die hard NBA fan and, and these are the players that you grew up watching and you want to see them play again but look to me I don't I'd rather watch a YouTube clip of Allen Iverson when he was balling out than watch an old Allen Iverson playing in a big 3 tournament now
5: yeah, I would agree. Fellas, I, I think I heard you guys talking about this. I, I know I heard Danny talking about it. And I think Eddie Garcia in particular just napalmed the three-on-three league, and if he has comments certainly as well. But you ha, have you guys watched any of this? What do you think of this?
2: Yeah, I think you guys are being a little harsh. Of course we are. <laughs> I mean, I know I know that that's you know what sports talk radio does is usually it's the negative route. I would say give it give it a chance. I mean, yeah, it's not these guys in their prime, but that's the whole point. And if you watched when Ice Cube, they did it like a special behind the scenes uh, the first Monday that this aired on FS1. And Ice Cube explained why he came up with the idea, why he thought it would be good to see some of his childhood idols ball again so you you got to take it for what it is there has been some exciting games and there's been some boring ones i've seen a couple of great matches and i've seen some that were a snooze fest so i i would say just give it some time and and watch an entire monday
5: oh i mean i, I watched a couple of games when i was on the treadmill and i mean it's fine when i there's no remote necess- no remote close by in which i can change the channel but you're talking about ice cube said this he set this up because he wanted to see some of his heroes play. It's like, I mean, I could book the gin blossoms and cracker to come play at home, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a good idea. I, do th- I don't I do think it's a bad idea. It's a fun little diversion, but let's not, let's not overreact and say that it's going to change the world. I am intrigued by three-on-three three in the Olympics, but that's going to be much different than Rashard Lewis firing it into the paint to Kwame Brown in a quarter-court game for 40 minutes or however long it goes. Well,
1: Jason, you know me here back in Los Angeles that – one of my favorite genres of all time in movies is old guys doing stuff.
5: Oh, God. Are we, we talking Las Vegas already? It's only we'll, Monday, Robert. We'll,
1: we'll wait until Tuesday to get, really get into the, the great Morgan Freemans. But, you know, even I had to give up on the big three after the first, the first night. I couldn't get into it after that.
5: And you're a basketball guy just like I am. Like, I mean, we watch and a I ton like of NBA. Of you what? Course. And you like old guys. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> I mean, maybe if Morgan Freeman and uh, who else is in Las Vegas? Kevin Robert Pine. De Niro,
1: is he in that? Yes.
5: Well, okay. Michael well, Douglas. De Niro probably could. De, gotta, de Niro probably could X drill X when from you're four. We're
1: talking about old guys. It's Michael Douglas's, Kevin Kline's, Morgan Freeman's with an S.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what? My thing about the big three is is that why would you want to watch guys that aren't at the top of their game play any sport? Like it's it's already hard enough to to watch sports at times with the best guys playing because you know the NBA regular season is so boring that why would you want to watch guys who aren't in their prime play basketball for 2 hours on a Monday night? I guess there's nothing else to watch on Monday night this time of year but I just don't see the fascination with watching sports um that don't have the best you know don't have the best athletes playing.
5: Yeah. Well, the best athletes will be in the home run derby tonight. We'll we'll talk a little bit about <laughs> yeah, that, I <laughs> guess. At, at some point, <laughs> at some point during the show. But uh let's turn a corner and talk about uh Levar, Uh because Oh no. It's almost good that he exists right now in particular because we do need somebody to say dumb stuff. I know the audio is ready to fire out there. This is, look, this beef with Joel Embiid kind of got out of control. There was a post. We can't play Joel Embiid's audio. It was just one sentence, and there was an F-bomb involved. Actually, it was like four words, right? Or three words, as a matter of fact. And one of those is is inappropriate, and the other two is LeVar Ball. So you can kind (laughs) of gather where, where that came from. But LeVar Ball's response to Joel Embiid, is comical on about 700 different levels. Here's a snippet or, or pieces of his comments to TMZ about uh, Joel Embiid. Good morning to the big ballers.
6: Yes, sir. How we doing? Good morning. You know how we doing. Fine as wine, two times for your mind. How we doing, LaMelo? Yeah, Good morning, doing? man. You guys ready for Summer League or what? Summer League is about to get out, man. we about to set it off up there.
7: You think Lonzo's going to be MVP of the Summer League or what? What?
6: Would you think anything else? Anything else? <laughs>
7: Look, look, I, I love you decked out in the, in the Zoes. Look at those, the, the Zo2s. That? Yeah,
6: that's how we roll. Super fresh. Super fresh, it's gotta be like that.
7: And then I gotta ask you, man, you know, your, your, your reaction to Joel Embiid saying F LaVar Ball on social hey, media. Hey, hey,
6: the reason nah. he said that, he got three words. Because his vocabulary is limited. <laughs> that's why he, you gotta use cuss words when you don't have no intellect.
7: Okay, you don't think no, he's don't the most about, intelligent man then? No,
6: he's not intelligent at all. He's worried about me, he should be worried about playing.
7: Right, now now, what, what's gonna happen I when I got
6: three words for him, can't what? play at all. Can't play at all. Oh shoot, that's yes, four, keep it
7: Right, now now, what's gonna happen when you guys play the 76ers?
6: Guess what? He won't even be on the court, probably.
7: Oh really, yeah. are you predicting another injury? Another uh,
6: injury or something. Just, uh, another injury plague season? Yes, or? always, always plagued.
7: Is, 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 is It's gonna be heated. Are you gonna be in attendance? Um,
6: oh, I'm gonna be in attendance, but I'm not gonna worry about him. He's small change.
7: Are you small? You, He's small you change. He was rookie of the year, right? Who? Joelle. And was he rookie of the year? I think so. Lamelo was. Joelle. I don't think he was, was. Was he rookie of the year? I
6: don't think he was rookie of the year.
7: I think he was. I'm not sure. I, exactly. Are See, you gonna
6: be in his ear at all? I ain't gonna be in his ear, and I'm not gonna waste my time with that young fella.
7: What do you gotta say to people who think you're gonna be a distraction for the Lakers?
6: People that think that I'm gonna be a distraction, they are already a distraction could they worried about me. Right that's what i'm saying they distract. yeah you have any thoughts we're gonna on... be fine we're gonna keep going forward
5: we need a minute to uh collect our thoughts that was absolutely <laughs> incredible we'll talk about that on the other side but first let's find out what's trending welcome back to the fox sports radio studios brought to you by geico it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance but geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier i'll kick the coverage also brought to you by true car with true car you can find out whether the people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for and on average you can save over three grand off msrp whether you're looking for a new or used car visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience now i asked the guys and they were already well ahead of me on this there's one question and answer that from lavar ball if you missed that entire audio we'll play it again for you at some point Uh, here this morning but one piece of this question and answer before we even react to this we need to hear this again gentlemen
6: the reason he said that he got three words because his vocabulary is limited (laughs) that's why you got to use cuss words when you don't have no intellect
7: okay you don't think he's the most intelligent
6: man then no he's not intelligent at all he's worried about me he should be worried about playing
5: quote you got to use cuss words when you don't have no intellect unquote let me tell you what you can't do lavar when you're talking about somebody's intellect, you can't say things like "you got to use cuss words when you don't have no intellect." Jeff, thoughts?
0: Oh, when I saw this, I just—it's classic Lavar Ball, man. I mean, it—it it, it doesn't look good for him, but it looks good for TMZ. I mean, he's just gonna constantly make these outrageous quotes. People are gonna eat it up. He's constantly gonna be in the headlines. Uh, TMZ might as well just follow him around, and and they're gonna have a reality show now, and um, so he's gonna be the new Chris Jenner. Of the NBA,
5: does that mean he's going to win an ESPY? Does that mean somebody in his family is going to win an ESPY? I I don't know about that.
0: Well, no one's going to win ESPY. I I don't. Well, we don't know. We don't know what, what's going to happen with his family. But he's going to. I mean, there. This is what he wanted. He wanted to get all the attention. He wants to sell shoes. Now, I have a question about his shoes, though. So he went ahead and made Laker color Laker colors um, for his shoes. So Is he selling enough to just constantly put out different? brands and styles of his shoes
5: it's a really good question guys what do you think lavar ball's net worth is right now i'm sure we could look this up but i'd rather just speculate randomly any idea I'd say what would lavar ball is worth
2: half a million a million maybe what was his job or what is his job He's a does pers- he was a job? Like, personal, personal he trainer for the past couple decades
5: okay Ugh. i mean he looked decent with his shirt off when he You know, came at the Miz for a couple of weeks. It's kind of an odd statement for me to make there, but he's not intelligent at all. He's worried about me. He should be worrying about playing. And then talked about Embiid being on the injury list more than on the court. I mean, that's a pretty good shot there, but you got to use cuss words when you don't have no intellect. Pretty much destroys anything else that you're going to say during that time frame. I got three words for him. Can't play at all. Oh, shoot. That's four. (laughs) four. LeVar Ball. How
0: upset were wrestling fans when Lavar Ball came into 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 the ring? I heard it, it didn't go over, over very well with wrestling fans.
5: No, it did not. And this is kind of the way it generally works in pro wrestling. Pro wrestling fans, by and large, want to see pro wrestlers. They want to see people that they know. A lot of pro wrestling fans probably don't really even know all that much about LeVar, but all you had to know to know that that did not go well is that they brought out Lonzo by himself after bringing out uh, Lamello and LeVar coming out. Then they bring out Lonzo, and they put up the Lakers logo, and he barely got a reaction at all. In Staples, four days after he was drafted to be the new face of the franchise. That's really all you need to know to know just how not over this segment was in front of a WWE audience. But this happens all the time. When they bring on music acts, even fairly well-known music acts... People sit on their hands, they go to concessions, they use the restroom. I want to thank Pitbull personally for allowing me to pee during WrestleMania this year because I was (laughs) able to actually leave my seat down in Orlando for the only time in like eight hours to use the restroom when him and Lunch Money Lewis hit the stage. But that's generally how it works. So I don't know the crossover appeal there, but Lonzo, they thought Lonzo was going to get a much bigger reaction than he did. There's no way around that. And then LeVar was just a clown show, but he had a good time and you had to know going in that that's what he was going to do. Some people claim it is the worst thing in the history of television. Uh, a lot of like wrestling journalists that I know in particular just skewered this thing. I think you have to see it for what it is. LeVar Ball is what LeVar Ball is. He's basically Don King, but taller and maybe with a little bit of a better build. He's trying to make money for his family, and he knows that he has a limited window with which to do that. If Lonzo flames out What's going to happen to the Ball family? That's something we're going to continue to discuss throughout the morning. As a matter of fact, um, there's problems for the for the Ball family. Like, now is now the time to do this reality show? It is for us because it could be absolutely insane. But you got one kid that's going to be stuck down in Chino. And I, and I told Robert yesterday when he mentioned this to me, I don't know the West Coast, but I watched the OC and Chino looked rough. <laughs> when i watched the oc that was not a good place to be at all so he's going to be down there and then you've got the other kid that's probably coming off the bench at ucla so if you've got those two situations that are sort of tumultuous and then lonzo struggles out of the gate what is the condition guys of the big baller brand six months into lonzo's career in the nba like around february what are we talking about right now
0: well i think you LeVar knew that he had to do all this now when Lonzo was hot because, like you said, if he struggles at all, you know the the heat will be off the family. And so, if you start the reality show now, you get it, you get the ball roll. Now you cover Lonzo as he is becoming a Laker, getting all his money, doing the things that you would do in Los Angeles as a as a big dog. Um, that'll sell. And then if he plays well, it'll, it'll sell even more. And that's what his goal is, obviously. Is if Lonzo plays well, they'll sell a bunch of shoes. He'll make a lot of money. I, I want to add this, though. We had Steve Alford on the radio in Charlotte, and he's UCLA's head coach. And we asked him a ton of questions about Lavar. Now... He maybe he was he was not being truthful or not being totally forthright because he knows he has the two kids coming in. But he said that Lavar never talked to him uh, about his son at all. He never called him, never talked to him on the court. Um, he didn't do any of the things that he was accused of doing in Chino, as far as yelling out a different defense for the team to play uh, than the coach wanted. Uh, never gotten its face. Um, you know, Lonzo. I think Lonzo. We can tell that Lonzo is. Different than his dad. and Any appearance that he makes with LeVar, um, he's almost the opposite, right? Even in WrestleMania, in, not WrestleMania, in, in the wrestling appearance, like he didn't really do anything. He just kind of stood there. And all the TV shows he's been on, he just kind of sits to the side. Um, so I think that Steve Alford at least gave an endorsement for LeVar, but I was surprised that he didn't say at least anything controversial at all to us on the radio.
5: Well, he might lose his job if he does. I'm not sure Lonzo doesn't run UCLA at this point, or Lavar doesn't run it. If you have thoughts on Lavar Ball, by the way, or this entire situation, if you watched him, if you watched Lonzo this weekend, if you listened to any of this, what a quote by LeVar Ball, by the way. We're going to have to play that again. 877 on Fox, 877-996-6369. LA guys, give me a Chino history lesson. How, is, is, was the OC correct in its depiction of Chino? I need to get out to the West Coast, but I'm not sure Chino is where I want to go.
1: Well, if you're going to compare it to the O.C., I guess so, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> the area that uh, the Ball family lives in is a pretty affluent neighborhood in Chino You California. don't say. Yes.
2: Yeah. It, there, there is a prison in Chino Hills, so maybe that's <laughs> why it gets some of the bad rap that it's gotten. But, yeah, there's suburbs there as well where the median income is, I want to say, around 70000 Okay,
5: I mean that's decent. I mean you guys are making like twice that though, so I mean that's pretty oh, low. Are you kidding? Triple. We work for Fox. I, you're, I, I'm not making that, so I guess I guess that seniority. You guys have been here I, a lot longer than me. I have so much
1: money. Me. I'm paying Fox to let me work with you guys. Oh, I shoot him a couple Benjis before the show starts. Thank we you, go. guys. <laughs> Robert, I appreciate
0: your sacrifice.
2: <laughs> Robert Robert has a triple B T-shirt on right now, so you know he's banking.
5: <laughs> that. That's that's utterly ridiculous. we got the play of the day coming up on the other side. We'll continue to talk about LeVar Ball as well. 877-996-6369, or you can find us on Twitter at OutKick. We'll be right back. This is OutKick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, this is indeed OutKick, the culture. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz in for Clay Travis. He's on his way to Paris today. Tough life that that gentleman leads. It's time for the Geico play of the day. Jalen Brown set to begin his second season for the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum looks every bit the study was in Durham, but Brown had a hell of a summer league last year at 16, 6.2, and 2.3. Then in the regular season, he averaged 6.6, 2.8, and 0.8, which means Lonzo Ball may actually average negative points if you look at the deflation rate there. However, Brown got straight nasty in a summer league matchup over the weekend against the Portland Trailblazers. And, folks, this is one iconic call. Check this out.
6: We'll, we'll come, obviously uh, – in the first game, uh, you know he wasn't as strong as he needs to be, but he's 19 and that's going to come. But he has, he has a great sense for the game. He has a great sense for the game. He can pass, he can shoot, he runs the floor, he's athletic, he's, he
5: tests every shot. Uh, he has probably one of the better fields. Yeah, that was the play of the day. It was not the call of the day. Uh, oh my goodness, that was just absolute filthy ruckus. From Jalen Brown just posterized this poor Portland player. Absolutely nasty. And the announcers, apparently Summer League is not just for the players, it's also for the broadcasters, as they're apparently trying to learn how to call basketball games because Jason or Jalen Brown's point was not even made. They were worried about Zach Collins. That's absolutely fantastic, and that's your play of the day. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Jeff, iconic call or most iconic call of all time?
0: (laughs) Most iconic call of all time. That had to be a coach they were interviewing at the same time as this was going down because that was way too technical for it to be even just an analyst. Because they didn't even, even if it's an analyst talking, and I've done a couple of football games, and you're in the middle of a conversation and something really amazing happens, you stop and let the play-by-play guy at least fill people in on what's going to happen, especially if you posterize a guy like that.
5: It was nasty though, guys. You saw that. You saw that dunk this weekend. And when when we were talking about what the play of the day was going to be, we we're like, oh, we'll go with Jalen Brown. And then we heard the call, and we realized that it had to be the Jalen Brown call. Like, how in the world do you not just stop on a dime and say, oh my God, he just murdered a man on the floor?
2: Yeah, Jason, this is kind of like when we have a, a really good story of a of, of a grizzly bear. Killing somebody, and you guys use it as one of the stories. We grab the audio, and we're all excited. And you just hear somebody speaking in a foreign language, and there's really no sound of death, and it's a letdown.
5: A yeah, nice tease because we will be talking about a bear like gnawing on someone's head at a campsite later on. Animal Thunderdome. There's a tease yes. for you. Clay might be gone, but Animal Thunderdome is very, very much alive. So Jalen Brown got it done, and we'll stick with the Celtics quickly. Jason Tatum. In terms of being able to make difficult shots, now he did this at Duke, but his turnaround game, his fadeaway game, his contested shots offensive game, this dude is going to be an absolute stud. It looks like he's going to be one of those kind of unguardable players from about 15 to 18 feet. Whole lot of teams can do a lot of work with that. Boston's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Is a guy who is great from 15 to 18 feet, does that matter in the NBA as much anymore now because guys shoot so many threes? I mean, Houston's just shooting layups or threes. Is a guy who can create from 15 to 18, that's more of an old-school type player. Does he fit you know, today's NBA style?
5: I mean, two still count. Like, I mean, they they help. Like, you definitely have to have guys that can make help. threes. In the East, you don't need as much, honestly. Like, right, those if, guys aren't drooling it, it out.
0: If with, with Tatum... And with Hayward and Isaiah Thomas, are they going to be able to beat the Cavs? I mean, that's what it comes down to, is being able to beat LeBron James.
5: Well, I think that, look, they lost Avery Bradley, and he was a great defender for them. But they kept Jay Crowder, who might be a better defender, and he's somebody that can guard more positions on the floor. He's more versatile as a defender, and he's a definite irritant on the, on the uh, floor that way. So they're going to be able to defend. Tatum's never going to be an all-world defender, but he did get a couple of blocks uh so far in summer league and he is certainly learning that side of the game he's not a bad free throw shooter he's somebody that's going to be able to play very very versatile basketball for you can they beat the Cavs? i think the question is going to come down to injuries again it's like if one of those three goes down then yeah and boston's probably going to make it interesting either way Uh, i heard uh, at least one expert say this yesterday and i agree danny ainge did a really good job during the offseason because he didn't leverage the assets for the future he can win now but he knows he can win later so he's in a position where he can win now, but he's also going to be really in the hunt in three or four years when all of this starts to develop and move around and he's able to actually use some of these picks to make some of these moves. I know, uh, Danny, you loved Jason Tatum, as did I. And so far, there's really nothing that I have seen that is telling me that we were wrong on that case. Jason Jason Tatum looks awfully good, and he looks like, man, they were able to trade out of that number 1 spot. Uh, get out of there and still get the guy that I think fits their team a lot better than Fultz would based on how many guards they already had yeah and you know Justin Cooper was actually there
2: in Vegas watching Lakers Celtics and I was asking him to give me you know an eye test on Lonzo and so he gave me you know maybe a 30 second rap on on Lonzo he's like you know who's really stood out though on the on the floor Jason Tatum so now you hear everyone singing his praises. We're kind of early on him because we saw his last year in college that he really just stood out. He seemed like a level above everyone else on the floor.
5: What do you guys think in terms of Jeff's 15 to 18 foot being kind of outdated now? Like, I still think he's real valuable in that spot. Now, you definitely have to have some distant shooters, but not everybody can be distant shooters. If you've got a guy that can stand in somebody's face, fall away, and make it from 17 feet pretty consistently, to me, that's a pretty big asset.
1: Oh, absolutely, and I think Jeff would agree with us on this one as well. The way Jason Tatum has performed in Summer League thus far, he could be future Laker material. Oh, my God. And that, that's what's yes, most important. That's the ultimate compliment you can give to any basketball player. So
5: what is the new fl- future Laker count? Like, name the guys that are going to be future Lakers. If you want to fire the audio between each one. Can you do it in a minute? Min, knock yourself out. Yeah, <laughs> I, can... I hope so, guys. <laughs> I, I really mean, hope so. The, the
1: starting five right now, which is it's a fluid list, as you know, but <laughs> it's uh, Russell Westbrook.
2: Future Laker. Here we go.
1: Hashtag Future Laker. <laughs> well, we're used to doing it on our own, guys. Yeah, uh, Clay Thompson. Hashtag Future Laker. Paul George. Hashtag Future Laker. LeBron James. Hashtag Future Laker. Anthony Davis. Hashtag Future Laker. Who's
2: coming off the bench?
1: Damian Lillard. Hashtag Future Laker.
2: <laughs> hey, Anthony Davis is for sure coming to L.A. Oh, yeah.
3: Hashtag Future <laughs> Laker. How is Giannis no, it, not in this list?
2: Oh, that's a good point. We have room on the bench for Antetokounmpo. Hashtag future Laker. I don't know that he's going to sign with you (laughs) if you
5: can't pronounce his name correctly. Oh, that's exactly how you say it. Is it really? It's uh, uh,
2: Antetokounmpo?
5: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
2: A.K.A. the Greek (laughs) frizik. Hashtag future Laker. Oh, my
0: gosh. Jason, you can't talk about Los Angeles when your only knowledge of Southern California is from the show The O.C., that's 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 disrespectful
5: to the area. That's what California is.
0: It's so much more than that. It's uh you need to come visit. You will you would love it.
5: All right. We'll talk more about California and hashtag future Lakers coming up. Stick around. This is Outkick the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by Geico. It is indeed Outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz in for Clay Travis. Follow the big guy at Jeff Schwartz. You can follow me at Outkick. Guys, we needed news to break. We needed something big to happen today in the world of sports, and it has breaking news. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Reports NFL broadcasts lose Viagra and Cialis as major advertisers for the upcoming season. TV ad sales have been a little bit down this offseason. Erectile dysfunction drugs last year. These two companies alone spent more than $50 million airing commercials during NFL games. None this year. Apparently, it's about patents and pharmaceutical patents and all of these other kinds of things, but we know what it's really about. It's because old men whose cranks don't work don't like Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem. (laughs) Jeff, no erectile <laughs> dysfunction ads during NFL games like this is a huge I, huge loss for the NFL I
0: would love for someone to call in who's watched one of these ads during a football game and thought to themselves I need to go out and pick up a product that I just saw advertised during my favorite football event I'm
4: so excited
0: to call in, like, like like I need to find <laughs> I need to have someone call in and say I went out and bought some Viagra after watching it during my favorite football game
5: I, Look, there was the one, I don't know which which company it was, the one where you'd see the, uh, the man throw the football through the tire. Like, at least that one was sort of on message during just, the NFL like, game. Like,
0: I just love these ads. I watch them because they're just, the way they set up the relationship between – the man the woman like how they're getting the the this you know how they're getting into bed together how they're planning their day out around taking the medicine um, it's just fascinating because it's not the life that i think a lot of us live is a life where you're just on a boat and then you just go have dinner and then you take a pill and you go have fun for the night so it's these commercials are amazing they're just amazing to watch i'm disappointed yeah. i won't be able to watch them anymore
5: yeah like how many guys how many like couples have like matching bathtubs that are like six inches away from one another, where they're looking into each other's eyes while they're toweling and loofing each other's unmentionables. Like, how often is this happening? I, I, um, look, I'm not married, so Clay I, would say I don't have a vote, but I don't
0: believe in, in that this my, is a common occurrence. I'm uh, I'm married. I'm young uh, still, and um, I yeah, we don't have matching bathtubs. Um, it, it taking a pill. Is not going to want is not going to make my wife want to sleep with me anymore. So um, I'm uh, I've stayed away from doing the, those type of events.
5: Robert, I see an update to this story.
1: What's Absolutely, the reasoning you here? They're bearing the lead a little bit on this one. <laughs> yeah we're bearing it all and right. Now that's saying something with this story. The big headline here is both Viagra and Cialis will soon be available as generic drugs. Therefore, their makers no longer feel the need to advertise oh. the name brands. Does that mean I can just go to like? kroger and take yourself pick down up some crank meds the, the local cvs <laughs> are these going to be over the counter now i believe so yeah.
5: this is huge this is a game changer this is huge in more ways than one <laughs> they were they, they were prescri- i didn't realize
0: they were prescription drugs i thought you could just get them over the counter now I, haven't I mean, they always been guy, prescription drugs if you know drugs? a guy so <laughs> if you, you know, guy, you. If <laughs> you know a, somebody you know in guy, chino
2: <laughs> no, these so, were so, only from a doctor or Craigslist.
5: So
0: during the break, Jeff said <laughs> Jeff he had a
5: story. Yeah, I'm just oh, gonna let that one story. go.
0: I I will say that I'm glad the guys in Los Angeles let me know uh, the proper words to use in this story, so I don't get dumped my first day um, filling up for Clay. So I I had a buddy call me and and he says, Hey, I'm in the hospital, and I said, For what? And he said, Well, I've had an erection now for. 24 hours (laughs) and I said I said excuse me Um, and he's like yeah and I'm like well why did you take a Viagra or Cialis he goes no 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 I swear I swear I didn't take that I swear I didn't take that and I said, "That's come on, buddy. Like that. Don't lie to me." And he's like, "No, no. I swear. It's just, it just won't go away. Like, I, it, it was there all night. I woke up in the morning, and it just, it just didn't go away." I got, he said, "I think he said he went about his day, and then decided to go to the hospital. So I don't know what he did during the day as far as trying to hide that thing. Um, but he did his work, and so then it, day two. So now we're on day two, and he still has the erection. It won't go away. And, and the hospital had tried everything, and he." Um, he said they were gonna cut it open. Oh my and God. like drain like drain it like they had to like fillet it open and drain it out. And I think when they told him that news, it just subconsciously just it went down and he was fine. But he swore, he swore in his life he didn't take any of this medicine. I don't believe him for one second. How do you have a two day two day erection and not have any medicine in you? That's crazy
5: to me. Apparently there was a snake in his boot. <laughs> Eight, the doctor seven, said
0: they had no they, the doctor said by the way they had no idea what happened so i think my buddy's lying to me i don't know why it's not a numbers story. that
5: doesn't seem to add up yeah no kidding take that for data <laughs> why yeah, don't tell don't me the story
0: and then lie about the viagra part of it
5: that's a that's definitely a valid point there this might be the most outkick statement in the history of this show if you have erection stories, 877-996-6369 is our telephone number 877-996-6369. I don't know if you can beat that one. 2 days? Wouldn't that be Two hell though? Days. Like who is who is it that wants that? Who needs that? Nobody. Like you can't get you can't go to the store. Uh. Wow, that was really <laughs> unnecessary. You're telling us what we can't say and then you make that drop. And we got the horn like 700 times as well. I can't believe it. Two like two days. Like you couldn't. You literally could do nothing. Like supposedly he went about his day for the first for the first day. And uh, okay, I just, I don't I don't think I believe that story. You guys out in L.A. believe that story? Two days without pharmaceuticals. I don't know if that means you you, you don't want to comment. No, that means it's a bunch of hooey. Okay, it can mean a lot of different things. Those crickets. <laughs> I've heard them numerous times on this show for varying reasons. But yes, so no Viagra and Cialis ads. How many how many of those did we see last season, you think? Two or three a game at least? I don't know. I see I don't watch commercials anymore because I either watch the red zone or I flip somewhere else when they go to commercials. The worst thing on earth is when both games go to commercial at the same time. Like that should actually be a federal offense. Like you should not <laughs> have to sit there and watch commercial breaks during NFL games in twenty seventeen.
0: Well, if you're watching the Red Zone Channel, they show highlights of previous games normally. The Red Zone Channel, by the way, is, to me, the greatest sports-watching invention of all time. There's nothing better than it. You sit down on a Sunday. I have three TVs in a in room, luckily, and so I put on two games, and the third TV is Red Zone Channel, and you can catch up on all the games, watch all the highlights. Um, if you're a fantasy player, it has everything that you'd ever need right there, and it's, a, it's, it's the best sports-watching invention ever created.
5: Oh, I agree. 100%. Oh, wow. I just went in full Clay Travis mode there. I was hoping I was not going to say 100% at any point during this week, and I made it exactly one hour and then into the next segment. And then here we go. Big poll yesterday. By the way, I also thought Jeff was going to say he had three kids, but instead he said, I have three. I have three TVs. <laughs> hey, did you know that Clay has three kids, and their ages are 9, 6, and 2 in that order? I was not aware of that, No. Yeah, and that he has a lawyer hat first of all, that he likes to put put it on from time to time, that he worked in democratic politics, voted for Barack Obama twice and helped try to get Al Gore elected. Um god, there's so many there's so many Clay Travisisms. It's it's absolutely outrageous is at this point. Absurd. It is patently absurd. You are indeed correct on that one.
0: You've made it an hour and 10 minutes down, you
5: haven't said lawyer hat yet, so I'm proud of you. Actually, I did. I said it right at the top. I said I'm not going to put my lawyer hat on yet.
0: No, I'm saying I thought, I figured you'd put your lawyer hat on by now, talking about something.
5: Yeah, I don't think there's been a, a legal story yet. This might be the closest, but you know, this is just generic drugs and Viagra and Cialis. Now there might be a court case to be had for, I don't know, some kind of deceit or lying on a two day erection. Like that's that's really scraping it. If you're trying to, that's a reach. Like if you'd said four hours, I'd say okay, that was a pretty good night for you. Well, two four days hours is the,
0: is the is the minimum you can go before you you're supposed to call the 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 911. So 4 hours I think is is not even long enough before you call
5: 911. I agree. That yes, I would, would definitely even, be calling the authorities.
0: Who would even want for a 4-hour erection? Exactly. All you
5: need is about 40 seconds.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, sure. <laughs> Maybe a little <laughs> a little more, but I mean, between four, 40 seconds and 4 hours is about right.
5: On which side of the scale, though? Like closer to 40 or closer to four hours?
0: Oh, closer to 40 for sure.
5: Yeah. We're going to get into more locker room stories. There have been way too many locker room stories from you since you started doing these shows, and some of them have nearly gotten us kicked off air. So I figured, you know, at some point this week we have to find a way to make that happen. So we talked – for some reason Red Zone came up during that situation. And regular season NBA – Is not going to be fun to watch because it's Warriors winning the championship next year. I hate to go ahead and spoil that for you. I know there's been a lot of moves, a lot of fun things happening. Sorry, future Laker, maybe not present Laker. Are they making the playoffs this year? You guys think they're making the playoffs? I think they're going to
2: slide into the eighth seed. What do you think, Jeff? Does
0: it really matter? It doesn't matter, though. I mean, if they if they Mm -hmm. don't make the playoffs again, they'll have a lower level lottery pick. But I don't think it matters this year. What matters this year? is that they clear the Dane contract and Lonzo Ball looks like he's having fun and he kind of brings that showtime vibe back to Lakers so they can get all the free agents next next offseason. Otherwise, I don't really care what they do. I mean, they could win 15 games, don't matter to me, but as long as they show promise for the future and we get all these guys to come, LeBron and Paul George and Westbrook, your thunder, Jason, are going to be mm-hmm. just destroyed after this. You, you, you're going to hate us forever.
5: Maybe we re them both and you guys are crying next year.
0: That's not happening.
5: You're I don't gonna think. we're we'll, I, I don't. I think we're renting Paul George. I, I do. But I still. Losing, I think there's a possibility Westbrook stays.
0: You're gonna end up losing Durant, Harden, Westbrook, and Paul George. Has there been a team, a franchise, that's lost more talent in a short period of time than than the Thunder? That's a that's
5: a really good point. Uh, really hate to hate you to mention that because I still have to do radio and not cry my eyes out in the next two hours. James Harden signed the richest contract extension in NBA history. By the way, since you mentioned him. $170 million over four years under the designated player veteran extension. His current deal runs out in 19. This deal will run through 22 and 23. Harden will be t- 33 years old at the end of this, so he's due a $228 million between now and the end of this new extension. Can you imagine if he had shown up in the NBA Finals for the Thunder five years and not gone, gone 9, 8, and 6 in three consecutive games, and if he had not just completely... Quit on his basketball team in a closeout situation against the Spurs this year. What would he have gotten then? Like seven hundred million, like two hundred and twenty-eight million dollars to disappear in every big playoff moment that your team's ever had. Like that's. It's not only- I saw you tweeted out, Jeff, that you were going to put your kid on the basketball court yesterday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like you need to have him out there right now shooting layups.
0: It's not even the $228 million. It's $228 million with no state income tax, which is insane. Um, but if you go back to when he was in Oklahoma City, if he plays well in the playoffs and they keep him, Durant stays and changes the entire landscape of the NBA. You have now durant you have westbrook you have harden uh the warriors are probably not as good as they are obviously now without durant um maybe the Cavs don't get as far as they get with lebron so the whole landscape of the nba changed when they got rid of harden and now houston i mean houston has a chance i think in the west at least to be competitive but i I agree with you i mean unless the warriors have some sort of injury the nba regular season is going to be boring again like I, i the nba needs to find a way and i and the thing about it is that I say as much as I say the NBA needs to find a way to make it competitive in the, in the regular season or fun, I like the super teams, so I, I guess I can't really say that when I enjoy watching these teams dominate because I think that's the best basketball. If you have one—if you eliminate basically this idea that that you can form super teams and you had one superstar, let's say, on every team, I think the NBA would be even more boring. Just one good player on every team. I think the the—, the The style of the game wouldn't be as as exciting when you have these great teams play, and then you just don't have the same talent all in one court. Like watching the Cavs and Warriors play, yeah, it was only five games, but it was the best five games of the season.
5: I don't disagree there at all. When we come back, I will lay out at least one thought I had about ways to potentially make the NBA regular season more interesting, even if it doesn't mean anything for the playoffs. You have to find ways to get people interested in this league, when the Warriors aren't playing, when the Cavs aren't playing, there are a couple of other teams that you might want to to pay attention to. I think it'll be very interesting to see whether or not the Thunder put Russell Westbrook and Paul George on the floor a lot or whether or not they stagger it and let Paul George kind of run the second unit and sort of overlap with Westbrook so that you don't have that when he's out four minutes, they lose about 8,000 points. Every time he's off the floor, maybe that makes it easier, and it also relieves some of the pressure on Ennis Cantor. So we'll talk about that, all of that coming up. But again, how do you make the NBA regular season matter? Summer League apparently matters way too much. We'll talk a lot more about that as well. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news! There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. I'll kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz with you this week as Clay is out over the country. We've got Noah Kozlov, Serious XM NBA host, coming up after the bottom of the hour. We'll talk to him about Summer League, free agency, and all sorts of fun stuff there. Before the break, we teased ways to make the NBA regular season interesting again. And, you know, I know that that Clay has mentioned different ways about starting the year at different times, but I I just wanted to, and it just kind of came to me thinking about Red Zone. If you found a way to make NBA fantasy a big deal, you could make people care about the regular season because they would care about individual stats. NFL fantasy really, really helped explode the NFL – And I think that the key here is, and I know they do some whip around coverage on NBA TV, and they used to do kind of like a Tuesday night deal on ESPN2 where they would move around to different games. If you could find some way, and I know there's a bunch of regional networks, and I don't know how this could possibly work, but some way in which you could have a red zone on NBA TV at least three or four nights a week where they would just go through every single game, some deal with the league or whatever would make this possible, to go through and show things for hours at a time you might be able to pull this off. Now, the problem is a lot of it's happening during the week and people are watching their favorite shows, and whether it's Game of Thrones, which is back this weekend, or whatever it might be, there's a lot more competition than there is on Sunday afternoons for the NFL. But you have to find a way and you have to think outside the box because the Golden State Warriors are going to win the championship next year. Jeff dropped a real bombshell on that last segment when he said that the Warriors have gotten better since they got Kevin Durant. Like, I'm still trying to process... The depth of that statement, but Jeff, like seriously, like if you could find a way to make people care about NBA fantasy, don't you think that would help at least a little bit?
0: It would help a little bit, but you know, you're you're a Thunder fan, right? So if you're yep. if it's Thunder are on at seven thirty, you know, local time, are you going to watch a Thunder play? Are you going to watch the Red Zone NBA channel? I mean, I think that you have to 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 set up to where you have at least two TVs and then you know with the red zone channel in the NFL uh, you can watch on your iPad it goes with your fantasy um, and you know what times the games are they're on the same time every single Sunday so it blends well I think if you do an NBA type red zone channel you know not every team plays every night uh, they play at such different hours uh, they play so late at night I mean that's part of it too right if you're on the East Coast you can't watch a West Coast game and they start at 10:30 mm-hmm. at night that's why I don't sure. watch the Lakers very often it's because they're on So late at night. I mean, if they were better, maybe I'd stay awake. But even then, I mean, you know, the national TV games they play are—you know—they play a Christmas game normally. Uh, Maybe they play a game on the first. Uh, But otherwise, most of their games are at ten thirty at night. And if you're on the East Coast, you're not going to stay up to watch uh, a Red Zone Channel style NBA action. I think that has to—you know—I think the NBA popularity um, is an issue at times because of the start times of their games. Even the finals games. The finals games are nine o'clock Eastern. That's ridiculous to me.
5: Yeah. That's 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 really valid, especially about those West Coast teams. Like, how many people are watching Blazers games on the East Coast and in the Central Time Zone and things like that, especially some of us that have to be up early in the morning to do radio shows. But there, there has to be a way. Because now that you've moved Paul George, who is left to watch in the East? Like, other than Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Boston's going to be interesting to watch. But Giannis, is that pretty much it, guys? Like, am I missing somebody else in the East that's, like, just total must-see TV? I guess outside of Boston and Cleveland, like who is it that excites you in the East? The Bucks are a young team that might be fun to watch a little bit, but they're not going to be any better than the Raptors were as a watch. And the Raptors have kind of proven to be sort of fool's gold once you get into games that actually matter because Lowry has been so inconsistent and DeRozan can even be somewhat inconsistent as well. Like Eastern Conference basketball this coming year, like has it ever been as weak as it's about to be unless some of these rookies explode quickly? Or am I forgetting somebody huge?
0: The Sixers, I think, will be exciting to watch. They might not win a lot of games. If they uh-huh. can all stay healthy, all four of their young guys, they'll be really fun to watch.
5: So they won't be fun to watch because that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> like What, <laughs> what,
5: what, they, what, what, what can about their history? do told can't you they... that can happen. Well, I mean, Fultz has already hurt. hurt.
0: I know. Yes, I had an ankle injury. Um, I can't believe. I I laughed when when I saw that. Um, Look, I think it's maybe optimistic for me to think that they can all stay healthy, and it would be great basketball if they can all stay healthy. They have a good chance of of doing something special. I mean, they have a lot of young talent now. It's hard to win the NBA long term. Uh, when you have such a young core, you need to you know, veterans and, and you need guys over twenty seven to win. But if you're looking for another team in the East that's going to be exciting to watch, if they all can stay healthy, then the Sixers are one of those teams to watch.
5: I mean, I agree with that because I'm a hoop set, But what are you watching for, man? Maybe they'll be the eight seed. Like that's that's the thing. Well, like, people are going to watch the
0: Lakers this year because of Alonzo Ball, and they might you're be an eight right. seed. I think that you're gonna. I think that you watch them because they have young talent. Uh, they're going to be flashy. They're going to be athletic i mean you know the nba is athletic league you want to watch guys who can jump and and run and move and cut and block and score and dunk
5: i mean that's why you'd watch the sixers so here's a uh here's a real hot take that might just get me muted for the rest of the show lakers are not going to make the playoffs this year well it's not going to happen who
0: can't? They, that's clear, though. hmm doesn't matter if they make the playoffs this year. Their only goal this year is to sign free agents next offseason. All of them. We want all the free agents all coming to Los Angeles. We'll find ways. To, we'll, we'll go way over the
5: luxury tax. Everyone's coming to L.A. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. I think that's the reason that exists is so that you actually can't do that. Like, the, you can't. The,
0: the Warriors in, in three years or four years are going to be $200 million over and, and pay a luxury tax fine.
5: How have the Warriors gotten better this offseason? Like, they bring back their entire core – and then they bring in Omri Caspi, who's kind of a sneaky, good, distance shooter, another dude that likes to pull up from 35 in the league. They end up actually finding guys that are going to make them in better. Like, I don't know that much about Nick Young. I haven't watched a ton of Swaggy P games. You guys can tell me this a lot better. Nick Young seems to be somebody that can play for them too, right? Like, he's somebody with energy that should make them even a little bit better than they were last year. Am I wrong?
1: Well, I wouldn't say energy is the word when it comes to Nick Young, but... uh he can hit an open jump shot. That's for sure. He's Kevin Durant. Even- by the way, Kevin
5: Durant's troll tweet went a great. Oh yeah, that was that oh, was fantastic. it. Was not slanging that wood, but it was.
0: Oh. <laughs> it was on the list. All they need him to do is shoot threes when he gets in the game. He's not going to start. He's going to be a role player. I'll tell you what. The Warriors, too, they, they got sneaky good draft. They got Jordan Bell from Oregon, yes. and he can be like a new Draymond Green. They can eventually, I think, get him to where Draymond Green is as far as defense. And you just, you know, putting a couple—you know, Draymond Green only averages nine points a game, so it's not like he's a big offensive you know contributor, but guy, they, can, they can turn him— fake tough guy, you're right—they can turn him into— um a guy who's like Draymond Green, eventually if, Draymond, you know, if it fizzles out with Draymond, they have a guy like that to come in. And, and to be able to steal Jordan Bell in that spot um, just goes to show you that they know what they're doing. Because that's that's a huge get for them to you know be able to draft in the second round and get, grab a guy like Jordan Bell.
5: All right, on the other side, we will ask somebody that knows a little bit more about this than we do. He's SiriusXM NBA host Noah Kozloff. We'll talk to him about Summer League, the Lakers, the Warriors, all of this stuff. Stick around, but first, let's find out what's trending. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We are brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Also brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, and on average, save over three grand off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a newer used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We bring Noah Kozlov into the discussion. He's a weekend host on Sirius XM NBA. You can follow him on Twitter at Noah Kozlov. That's C O S L O V. Noah, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Doing well. So. What do you really learn from NBA Summer League? It seems like from one day to the next, Lonzo Ball goes from he might be a bust to he could be the league MVP because of two different kinds of performances. How overvalued are these performances in Summer League?
8: Well you can learn that the Knicks made a mistake.
5: <laughs> but I
8: guess I guess you can learn that any day of the week, really. Um no I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna go that far, but Dennis Smith Junior looks really good. Um but the concerns over Dennis Smith Junior weren't can he play? It was how you can survive 82 games as he's mature enough to be in the league. So we're not going to learn that at summer league. Although spending a week in Vegas and performing well, I guess I guess you do learn something about maturity. But for Lonzo Ball, you can't look at or should you listen to folks who say <laughs> bust after one game after going two for 15, one for 11 for three, and then coming out the next night and and hitting his first three and going 11-11-11, because I think he's going to have more games that are 11-11-11 for whatever that's worth than he's going to have of the two for 15. I talked to, I talked to Brendan Haywood yesterday, and, and you know Brendan spent a long time in the league. He's out in Vegas watching him, and, and I kind of disagreed with what he said when he said that he's concerned about Lonzo when he comes off screens not having that giant burst to the basket, that that's not something that you can just, learn like that you either have it or you don't certain guys in the league do have that so i'm, I'm not going to go so far to say that i'm that concerned about that part of his game but you know when you when you watch a summer league game there are mechanical things you can look for but um, i'm not too concerned about final numbers
5: so lonzo played against jason tatum this weekend and tatum mm-hmm. was was a pick that, that i liked a lot For Boston and I'm watching a guy what value in today's NBA is a guy that has that kind of shot ability with hands in his face I mean this guy had fallaways
2: the difficulty of his shots was incredible
5: yeah the
8: difficulty is really impressive Um, someone at his size who can create his own shot the only only thing I'd worry about early on is being able to move the ball um, because he's He's so good in isolation, and that's something that you know, he was good at that in college. But the college game, the spacing just isn't there because there aren't as many guys that can shoot. And even though the NBA is lacking shooters as crazy as that sounds, um, but you just have more space to operate. So Jason, Jason Tatum's got a, a nearly complete offensive game, shooting the basketball and cre- and creating shots. And there aren't there aren't a lot of guys that really at any age. They can create like he can. Just worry a little bit about him moving the ball, but I think he's going to be fine, and, and his and his footwork is outstanding.
0: Sticking with the Celtics, they got Gordon Hayward, who averages 22, 23 points, but they had to let go of Bradley and Olinick to make up you know, for the, the salary difference, and those guys yeah. averaged 25 points. Is this a lateral move for them, considering they basically just switched out players and just paid more for Hayward, who's really not going to go from 22 points a game to 29 points a game?
8: Yeah, I think it's a good point, Jeff, and and not as many as I would think are talking about what the difference is losing Avery Bradley for this year because they might not have been able to pay him next year. Most likely most likely not going into this final year because he was able to. He's the one who guarded all the other opposing point guards. So now, so now you're going to put that on Marcus Smart, which I think is a much more difficult assignment for him guarding opposing like. Marcus Smart guarding Kyrie and Marcus Smart guarding Steph Curry and John Wall. And the list goes on forever with really good point guards in the NBA. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a different sort of identity for the Celtics that is going to take some time to figure out. Um, but if that's the trade-off for another playmaker in Gordon Hayward, I'm okay with it, um, especially in the Eastern Conference when you're only chasing one team.
0: Danny Ainge has gotten some heat for not using all the assets he has to get a Jimmy Butler or get really a huge difference maker. Is he just waiting till basically LeBron leaves the Cavs to use all these assets to build up a team that can eventually win the Eastern Conference?
8: Yeah, I mean I think he's doing what I think he's doing something smart right now where he is making sure that this team is still competitive and anything but he's also putting the team in a position where anything less than Losing to LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals would be a failure of a season. So that's the, that's the risk you run. But I don't think it's that much of a risk, given the rest of the teams in the Eastern Conference. And, look, they're not going to be using all these picks, just a matter of what they use them for. And and, and you can certainly understand getting antsy um, when there are other guys out there. But, look, that, that Paul George thing, they wanted to pull the trigger on the Paul George and there are still a lot of questions that have not been answered, and Kevin Pritchard's going to have to answer them at some point. Of when was that Cel the final Celtics deal on the table, and did you just not want to send Paul George somewhere else in the Eastern Conference because because I do believe that Celtics were ready to do that with Paul George and have Gordon Hayward. They know that's what would have been the big difference maker this year. Um, but then look, a lot of other things are going to open up and. I think, I think that Pelican situation is is worth watching with DeMarcus Cousins and, and Anthony Davis in a few years.
5: Sirius XM NBA host Noah Kozlov joining us here on Outkick the Coverage. Noah, how, if there is a way, does the NBA fix its narrative of Golden State is already the uncr- uncrowned champion next year? The problem is how do you get people interested in a regular season that seemingly doesn't matter, especially if you look historically over the last few years where it really hasn't mattered all that much. How did they fix this? I know everybody's gonna watch Warriors games, they're gonna watch Cavs games. They might watch a few other teams, maybe the Thunder, for example, or Houston. But how do they fix the problem of so many teams where there's no real market value to them outside of their kind of small regional area of where they matter?
8: I I think it's I think it is an issue, but I don't think it's something that's really that new. Um, I mean, thirty years ago was a uh, you know in the you know post Barkley Sixers where the Sixers you know that, and that's a big market. The Sixers weren't big nationally. Um, and I think I think the league has dealt with certain things like this before. Um, but I do think that the games themselves out West will be more competitive. The, the This deal with the Eastern Conference is certainly an issue, but I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I mean, the Eastern Conference for a long time now just hasn't been that good, hasn't been that deep. I mean, the Western Conference for the past about 12 years now, they've had four or more 50-win teams every single year. The last time the... Eastern Conference had one season with four teams of fifty wins about five years ago. So this has been, this has been going on. This has been going on for a long time. And but but in, in there's just not the unpredictability of because of the seven game playoff series that you know that certain teams are going to be in the finals. Like in the NFL, uh, I mean, you guys know all about it. That it's a one game scenario in the playoffs. Anything can happen. Usually the better team wins, but anything can happen. Uh hockey is so determined based on a goaltender. Uh basketball just you know, dal Morey brought it up with, with Simmons the other day that maybe you go to maybe you go to one game in the first round and see what happens. <laughs> and then and then go and then go from there. Um but I think that in the Western Conference playoffs this year you're gonna have many more competitive series. So the playoffs themselves still stunk this year. And maybe that's why I was so excited to watch Jason Tatum and Lonzo Ball because I just I, I felt deprived from watching any semblance of uh, fun basketball for the past two months now. Um, but the Western Conference playoffs will be more competitive this year. And, uh, and the fact that there are, you know, Westbrook has another star next to him, you can put Oklahoma City on television even more. Um so it it's a, it's a long answer but it's just a, an extremely complicated issue that I don't think there is a quick fix.
5: So you mentioned the NFL and we got about a minute left but it would be remiss of us not to mention this huge breaking NFL story that came this morning. I don't know if you've seen this yet but Advertising Age has reported that the makers of both Viagra and Cialis have declined to buy any advertisements on NFL games. For the next season, your initial thoughts on this huge turn of events where no erectile dysfunction commercials will be in NFL games this fall.
8: Yeah, I saw the headline, but what was the reason?
5: Apparently because they're they're going generic and they no longer need to advertise like a company name anymore. So I guess now you can just roll into grocery stores and pick these things up. So I guess that changes it out. But how exactly are we getting through NFL seasons without seeing some dude throw a football through a tire?
8: Yeah, I, I mean, and then and then so the football through the tire, and then put his feet up afterwards, and and look just and look just as exhausted. Um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I hadn't really hadn't really thought about how I'm going to make it through. Uh, I guess more people are concerned about how they're going to make it through a night with uh, without those drugs than to make it through a football game. But uh, I guess I guess, it, I guess at some point your advertising has run its course; that you've done enough. Because I always wonder about that, like how much do they get out of that? So I guess, you know, advertising has run its course and you you, you become the uh, you, you become the name in the market and, and you don't have to spend all that money anymore.
5: He's Noah Kozlov. You can follow him on Twitter at Noah, C-O-S-L-O-V, Kozlov. He is an NBA host for SiriusXM. Appreciate you getting up early this morning for us. Great job. Hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon.
8: Yeah, wait. Now I'm really concerned about where they're going to put those
5: pills in the supermarket. Yeah, well, man. you never know. Maybe the diaper. I don't right. know. Where, where do you put them? A soda aisle? Uh, I don't know. This is, that, is, that is dangerous placement. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Noah. That's a really good question. We may have to address that. Where are you going to put erectile dysfunction drugs in the supermarket? Maybe we'll address that next, but I'll tell you what we will definitely address next. Animal Thunderdome. It's next. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Sorry, I was gonna let that play for a minute. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico, go to Geico.com and in fifteen minutes you could save fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Any of you guys see the Tupac film?
0: Yeah, I do. I have not yet. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it at some point. And and the nude and the new Dre documentary on HBO yeah, looks seen that. really good.
5: Yeah, I I uh I've seen all of that. As a matter of fact, it started last night. I, I was going to put up a review at OutKick.com and just ran out of time. Maybe yeah, def- I'll still do the it.
2: Defiant ones.
5: Yeah, it's very, very good. All of it. Like it's there's stories in there I had no idea. Like I didn't know the Bruce Springsteen stuff as deeply. I certainly didn't know the Tom Petty Patty Smith story in detail. But just the idea of NWA, the story of F the Police, and and all of those kinds of things. There's there's a lot of fascinating stuff, and it's all from the sources. Obviously, because Dre and uh, Ivine are both so, or Ivine are so very kind of into all of it. But you said you saw it, Danny? You saw the Tupac film?
2: Yeah, I did. I actually went and watched it the weekend it debuted. What'd you think? I liked it. I, I mean, I can understand why some people are very critical of it, and there's some holes in some of the parts of the movie because they obviously over dramatic, you know, it was over dramatic in certain parts. and there, there are certain people that are alive that disagreed with some of the storylines, you know, like Jada Pinkett Smith. You probably read about that, but mm-hmm. ov- overall, it was a good representation of him and his music, his personal relationships. You know, we'll, we'll never know because he, he's obviously not here to, you know, you know, to uh, talk. Yeah, about, yeah, to tell what his side of things. So, I, I think what it was compared to was the NWA movie. And straight out of
6: yeah, Compton that's
2: yeah that's what I was gonna say straight out of Compton was done so well that it's just a a level higher yeah
6: no, I, does the I, movie I go in, does
0: the movie go into who killed him finally is there any is there any premise or any idea of how that ended
2: no not at all
0: well, I mean that that would wouldn't that be the most interesting part of the movie though of course that's a, it's, such, it's, such a, it's such a mystery we have no idea still which is crazy
5: I guess you don't want to speculate and put somebody in there as Suge Knight or whatever else that, that some people might have thought it was. Maybe that'll come up when they do the uh, the show that they're going to do on the USA Network. So yes, Tupac not alive to kind of speak to that. Uh, a teenage boy barely alive as a result of a bear. It's time for Animal Thunderdome. <laughs> ladies and
6: gentlemen i'm just glad i was there boys and girls i thought he thought i was
4: like this ginormous piece of chicken dying times
6: here this
5: is animal
6: thunderdome
5: thunderdome stories a teenage staffer at a colorado ranch described waking up yesterday morning to find a black bear the black bear wasn't doing much it was just gnawing on his head and trying to drag him away the 19 year old identified only as dylan yeah i wouldn't put my last name there either fox 31 denver he tells them he woke up to a crunching sound and me being drug out of a sleeping bag at glacier view ranch near the town of ward which is about 50 miles north of denver quote i thought it was a dream at first then i realized it wasn't said dylan who quickly realized the crunching sound was the bear's teeth biting into his skull thoughts i've uh, i've had bones
0: bones broken before so i, I know that sound that's uh, but the best part it is dylan teaches wilderness survival at the camp which i think now he's no longer allowed to teach wilderness survival at the camp how can you get eaten by a bear when your job is to make sure that everyone else does not get
5: eaten by bears bears are no joke and it's not just the revenant maybe they're upset about their depiction in the revenant because a woman and her dogs, two dogs, attacked on Tuesday after they surprised a bear and her cub in a huckleberry patch in Idaho. <laughs> Last month, black bears killed two people in Alaska in separate attacks. There was a 16-year-old that was killed in Anchorage, and then a mine contract worker that was also killed in Anchorage. Bears are no joke. Like, if you see a bear, probably move. Like, make sure there's glass between you and that bear. Like, they're they're just rolling in people's backyards, and now they're gnawing on people's heads. Not a very, very positive situation. The hashtag is Animal Thunderdome. We might have more of it before the end of the show. But LeVar Ball versus Joel Embiid. That is next. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. We are brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I'll kick the coverage also brought to you by AutoZone. Heat is the main cause of battery failure, so it's important to have a tough battery. Duralast batteries designed and tested to start in extreme temperatures up to 167 degrees. They're proven tough. They're sold only at AutoZone, so get in the zone. AutoZone. Lonzo Ball had a bad Friday and a good Saturday. And we went from, man, this guy picked way too high in the draft if you watch Twitter which you probably shouldn't watch Twitter, to the next day being the opposite. I am Jason Martin in with uh, former NFL lineman Jeff Schwartz. He's down in Charlotte. Jeff, I'm going to give you a chance here. I know you're not a huge fan of summer league basketball. Neither am I. I think it's kind of useless. But you're such a Lakers honk. Like, you're going to find a way to just sort of overlook Friday, right, and just look at Saturday when he had the triple-double.
0: Of course. Summer League doesn't matter unless your favorite player does something really well, and then it matters more than anything in the world. Um, look, his job is to dish the ball out. I don't think his he was brought into to L.A. to score. I think he was brought in to basically bring showtime back, right? Be flashy, get your other players involved, throw lobs, uh, dish out um just to rock out to guys who can shoot the ball and, and be attractive to free agents who want to come play in Los Angeles, like LeBron, like Paul George, like Westbrook. Eventually, what, Anthony Davis maybe three years from now uh, and moving forward. So that's his job. So what he did the first night, I think, it was just him trying to show off. Second pick overall, I'm going to chuck up a bunch of threes. He went two for 15, uh, shooting Poor effort. The next day he comes back, does what he's supposed to do, scores only eleven points, but gets eleven rebounds and gets eleven assists. And that, that eleven and eleven on the back end, really the eleven assist, is your if you're a Lakers fan, is what you want to see from him. And then, you know, if just if his dad just didn't talk so much, I think people would enjoy watching Lonzo play much more than they do.
5: How much I don't know how how many people have talked about this, and I think maybe more people should. We've talked about Lonzo ball in terms of what his dad means to him in terms of who is rooting for his success, who is rooting for his failure, things of that nature. But how much pressure has LeVar Ball's marketing strategy and Lonzo in our face all the time, how much pressure has that put on this young kid? Remember, he's still a young kid, despite the fact that he's a new millionaire. How much pressure is now on Lonzo Ball on the floor? Because if he's bad out of the gate like how long is it going to take to shake his confidence I'm sure LeVar will build him up LeVar said uh, after his bad performance Friday that's the worst game I've ever seen him play and he still had his team in position he was still making plays down the stretch but can you imagine the level of pressure on Lonzo Ball the basketball player because of LeVar Ball
0: well, you can look at it two ways. One, you can look at it as though all Lavar's talking puts more pressure on Lonzo to perform, to back up what Lavar says. Or you can look at it like Lonzo's almost isolated from the media because Lavar does all the talking, so Lonzo can really just go about his day. He can play basketball, he can be with his teammates, and everyone will focus on what his dad is saying and what his dad is doing, and not focus on the two for fifteen shooting. Because I think if you looked at it on Twitter, you know more people are talking about Lavar ball than Lonzo ball. Now the problem is when he has a good game, more people will talk about Lavar than Lonzo. Um, but I think where it's really going to hurt him is his perception with his peers. You know, if, if the Lakers have a bad game and it's not not Lonzo's fault, and LeVar Ball goes to the media, or TMZ finds him walking the streets and interviews him, and he says something uh, disparaging, derogatory toward one of his teammates, that's where you're going to get the problem, because I guarantee it's going to be brought up in the locker room. Like, you know, why can't your dad shut up? Why is he talking about me? Um, you know, why, why don't you talk to me? Why don't you do something about it? Um, and that's where the issues are going are gonna to be. I don't think it's as much pressure on Lonzo himself, but I think he's going to have pressure from the rest of the locker room if his dad can't stop talking about his teammates.
5: I think it's an interesting way to look at it. You compare LeVar Ball to somebody like Rex Ryan, who used to take a lot of the heat off his players because he would be the one making news. That's an interesting way to look at it, just that, that Lonzo's able to really just kind of go out and play basketball because his dad is so out there everywhere. That If LeVar's the story, then Lonzo can kind of focus in and sort of really get tunnel vision on the game of basketball. And LeVar... Well, he talked a lot this weekend. Joel Embiid didn't say many words. We can't. He said three words. We can only play. Actually, I think he said four. But he can f- only can only Ball. Yeah, well, I Man guess f- we can. F- Ball. One more time. Man, LeVar f- Ball. Uh, LeVar Ball, well, he was asked about it by TMZ. Here's what LeVar Ball had to say about Joel <laughs> Embiid. Good morning to the big ballers.
6: Yes, sir. How we doing? Good morning. You know how we doing. Find his wine two times for your mind.
7: How we doing, LaMelo? Good morning, man. You guys ready for Summer League or what?
6: Summer League about to get out, man. We about to set it off up there.
7: You think Alonzo's going to be MVP of the Summer League or what? What? Would you think anything, anything <laughs> else? <laughs> look, look, I, I love you decked out in the, in the Zoes. Look at those. The, the Zoe twos. That?
6: Yeah, that's how we roll. Super fresh. Super fresh. It's got to be like that.
7: And then I got to ask you, man, you know, your, your your reaction to Joel Embiid saying F LaVar ball on social hey, media. Hey,
6: the reason yeah. he said that, he got three words. Because his vocabulary is limited. <laughs> that's why he, you got to use cuss words when you don't have no intellect.
7: Okay, you don't think no, he's no, the most no, intelligent no. man then? No, he's
6: not intelligent at all. He's worried about me, he should be worried about playing.
7: Right, now now, what, what's going to happen? When I they...
6: got three words for him, can't what? play at all. Can't
7: play at all. Oh shoot, that's yes, four, that's keep four. it moving. Right, now now, what's going to happen when you guys play the 76ers?
6: Guess what, he won't even be on the court probably. Oh really, yeah.
7: are you predicting another injury? Another uh,
6: injury or something. Just, uh, another
7: injury plagued season? Yes, or... always, always plagued. Is is, 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 is it going to be heated? Are you going to be in attendance?
6: Um, I'm going to be in attendance, but I'm not going to worry about him. He's small
5: change. So much to unpack here, Jeff, but I'm going to start here again. Quote, you've got to use cuss words when you don't have no intellect. Unquote. Probably best not to go the double negative route when you're speaking on somebody else's intellect. LeVar Ball, one of a kind, but that has to be one of the great quotes in recent memory.
0: Do you think Lavar Ball sits in front of his mirror in the morning or at night before he goes to bed and practices those uh, those lines as fine fine as wine, double time, whatever that thing, whether not make any sense. Do you think he sits there and practices those those lines so he can throw out to TMZ Sports to sound um, fresh and young?
5: He might, honestly. I mean, one of the reasons why it made sense for him to do WWE Raw is because he doesn't really talk. He cuts promos. He sounds like a pro wrestler when he talks. And a lot of what pro wrestlers do is spout out catchphrases. And so LeVar is trying to spout out various catchphrases. We've seen him when he hasn't really been able to go on to those catchphrases, and it's resulted in things like what we saw on The Herd with Christine Leahy. That was not a good moment for LeVar Ball. He knows what he's going to be asked. He knew he was going to be asked about this Joel Embiid thing. Now, if that's the case... Uh, maybe we need to put a focus group together before we say things like, you've got to use cuss words when you don't have no (laughs) intellect. He's not intelligent at all. But he did take shots at Embiid and say he's probably not even going to be on the floor because of, quote, an injury or something. Like, he's coming strong after Joel Embiid because I guess that's what LeVar Ball does. And, of course, right off the top he's asked, uh, are you guys going to dominate Summer League? And he's like, yeah, we about to turn Summer League out. Like, yeah, you're not going to do anything, (laughs) LeVar. Like, you're going to sit in the seats in your Triple B shirt while your son – is out there, I don't know, well, on Friday not doing particularly well, and then on Saturday having a triple double.
0: Did you see the tweet from uh, Elena Deladonna, uh, who said it would be great if Zo blew out his shoes in his first summer league game showed going <laughs> yeah, with Mikey. <laughs> yeah, that was coming strong. I mean, that that's that's like er that's early hate for a summer league game. Like you, you gotta save that energy for the regular season, I feel like.
5: When we were talking about the pressure being put on Lonzo off the top of this segment, how many people do you think? especially other people that are rookies in the NBA, second-year players in the NBA, NBA, resent Lonzo Ball without knowing anything about him. Could, he seems like he's a really good kid. From everything that I've seen, he seems like he plays ball, and I don't think LeVar Ball is a jerk either. I think LeVar Ball is marketed and figured out exactly how that he can maximize this moment. But for Lonzo, how many of his peers do you think absolutely resent how popular he's become despite the fact his team didn't even make the Final Four. I don't think they
0: resent him. I think they they dislike his dad and the way his dad talks. I mean, you saw Embiid. I mean, he didn't really attack Lonzo. He attacked Lavar. And I do agree with you, by the way, that you can, you can dislike LeVar Ball's basically shtick but you can also understand that he's a good father and his kids are, are well-mannered kids. I think that's two separate issues. And, and we I think we confuse sometimes that we might not like one thing, but that means we don't like everything. That's not true. So I agree with you that I, that he seems like a great dad and his kids seem well-adjusted and they seem like good kids. But we can also not like his stick. And I think that with NBA, other NBA players, I don't think that they, they dislike Lonzo. I mean, I think they dislike his dad um, and just all the talking. Is, and that's to my point about his teammates is that— if LeVar goes out and says, um, disparaging comments about his teammates when they don't play well, that's going to be a problem in the locker room. I guarantee that. And I do wonder, though, if Magic Johnson had a chat with him at some point before he was drafted or maybe afterwards saying, like, hey, LeVar, we're not doing this. So you can talk about Embiid or you can do whatever you want, but don't mention any other Lakers and don't bring any undue attention or pressure towards your son as far as the Lakers go. Because, you know, him talking about Embiid, that doesn't matter really in the Lakers locker room. Maybe guys – uh, in the Lakers locker room like that, but just don't bring it. Uh, just don't bring it home in our locker room.
5: LA crew, what do you think about resentment of Lonzo Ball? And I think Jeff just made some some very very adept points there, but. In terms of resentment of his peers, maybe compared to just resentment that comes from just a little bit of quiet envy at the level of coverage that this kid has gotten before he's ever played an actual NBA game. Do you think that there is legitimacy to that at all? No, nah, I think initially there's going to be a lot of noise,
2: but it, it's not going to amount to much because if you think about it, what trouble did Lavar cause at UCLA? Nothing. Like That's he, true. He didn't, he didn't get into anything with the coaches. He stayed out of the way. Now, when Lonzo was in high school, that was a whole nother story. You probably read about all the nonsense that happened with the most recent coach you know, at his youngest son's high school and all that. But once his boys go to college and now in the pros, he can talk all he wants, and he's even admitted recently that it's marketing. And that's why Magic Johnson mm-hmm. felt comfortable that second time he went to LeVar's house in Sheenon, sat down with him, and he told Magic straight up. Magic said he looked him in the eyes and he said, look, it's marketing, and he's he's in your hands now, Irvin. He's in your hands. So even Magic felt comfortable. So this is uh, much to do about nothing.
5: Whether or not you're a Lakers fan, here's a question for you. Are you rooting for Lonzo Ball? Are you watching with interest and hoping that he succeeds? 877-996-6369 if you have an answer to that question. I want to hear from Lakers fans. I'd also like to hear from just NBA fans and sports fans in general. How much of what LeVar Ball has done has made you either an extreme Lonzo fan or somebody that's hoping that he can sort of overcome or back up what his father has said about him? And how many of you are, are hoping for the opposite? Because I think that there's probably quite a bit on both sides, but Lonzo's really done nothing that should make him unlikable. And I think the Foot Locker ad did him a lot of good. And Foot Locker's been pretty solid over the past few years. They also had the uh, D'Angelo Russell throwing the phone ad out uh, last year, I think it was, as a result of the Nick Young situation. So they've been kind of on point. But Lonzo doing that ad, it really helped. And then having some of the other rookies there as well sort of also put some shine on other folks in addition to Lonzo. So I think that it, I think that it worked out, most likely. But Lavar has been talking a lot, and they also have a reality show coming up, and he was asked about the Kardashians. When we come back, we'll let you hear what he had to say about that, and we'll take your calls if you want. it again, at 877-996-6369, Lonzo Ball, a bad Friday, a much better Saturday. Thank goodness for the NBA Summer League. There's at least something to talk about. This is Outkick the Coverage with Jay Martin Jeff here on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back in Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Ask before the break whether or not you're rooting for Lonzo Ball or not. And whether or not Lavar has had a positive or negative impact on your feelings on Lonzo. Looks like so far most people, according to the poll that uh, Jeff Schwartz... Who is in alongside me? I'm Jason Martin in for Clay Travis this week as he is in Paris with his family. So, like most people, I think around 50% so far in the poll are in favor of Lonzo, that they are rooting for Lonzo. And I did see some comments where there was don't care, and then there was I'm not really focused on Lonzo, I'll be okay if he succeeds, things like that. So I guess it's sort of running the gamut. But it doesn't like I've never really gotten the feeling that LeVar Lavar has certainly not made me dislike Lonzo ball. There's just a lot of Lonzo Ball out there, but I still think Lonzo Ball seems to be a pretty nice young man, and I don't think I'm alone there. Most people seem to agree, right? Jeff, you, you like Lonzo. I know you like the Lakers, but even if he hadn't been drafted by the Lakers, it's not like Lonzo's some jerk.
0: No, you're right about that, and and my parents are UCLA alums, so I pay attention to UCLA basketball. I watched him play all year. Um, you know, he was a, a consummate teammate, never had any problems. You ever heard Steve Alford go off on him? Um, you know, his dad kind of stayed away from UCLA. You, you hear the stories of him at, at Chino High School and yelling at the coach and trying to change the the defense from the stands and things like that. He did none of that uh, when Lonzo was playing at UCLA. So there's no reason to dislike Lonzo, and I think Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo seems like a quiet kid, doesn't talk very much. I think doing that. Footlocker ad, and, and you talked about that um, was a great move for him. It showed a little bit of personality. It showed he that he understands at least um, the 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 crowd that his dad uh, and uh, makes and 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 follows and gets people to to talk about them. So it was uh, it was fun for him to do that, and I think that shows personality. And I don't know why you wouldn't root for the kid unless you're not a Lakers fan.
5: Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I mean, I, he just seems to be a, a pretty decent decent young man like he's it's all right now reality show coming up for the big baller brand because of course like how how in the world could LeVar Ball breathe if this were not a thing he already of course went off on Joel Embiid and used the double negative when describing Joel Embiid's intellect which is so LeVar Ball it's absolutely ridiculous but he was also asked in a separate conversation uh, about his family in comparison to the Kardashians and well He's not a real big fan of that comparison. Here's what he said.
6: What do you think when people
7: compare you, right? you to, to, to the Kardashians and Chris Jenner? Do you like I that? I
5: ain't no
6: Kardashian. I ain't no Chris Jenner. We the ball. Welcome to the ball era. Are you cool? With, do you like the Kardashians? Are you, is it a compliment? I don't like or them, I don't so? them. I don't dislike them. Kardashians, Kardashians.
7: So you guys are
2: separate?
6: The balls more, we separate separate you don't ever want we to be ball players
7: you don't want to kind of follow we their, ball players i ain't following none of nobody not in what about you, you're, you're getting reality nobody. tv so yes it's not
6: you're not kind of following i ain't them. following nobody
5: they uh, following me little disingenuous to say that he that they're just ball players because they are definitely reality stars like i mean come on lavar ball's saying what lavar ball's saying but i've never liked lavar ball more than when he took digs and just said he doesn't care about the kardashians Because if there was ever a family that was famous just for being famous, unless you want to include, like, the Paris Hiltons of the world, the Kardashians are it. There is at least something about the Balls that makes them compelling past the fact that they're either attractive or train wrecks, right? Like, I I kind of agree with LeVar Ball in this case.
0: Jason, will you get an advanced copy of their reality TV show, and will you write a review of it?
5: It's very possible, and if I do, I'll have to. And I hate reality <laughs> TV. I said on my uh, new podcast, Outkick the Culture. <clears throat> you can go to iTunes, subscribe to that. By the way, um, that yes, like I, I don't, I don't like reality TV at all. When I worked in pro wrestling, we had Booker's and their talent coordinators in our locker rooms a lot, trying to recruit wrestlers because wrestlers are con men and so are reality stars, and so are reality shows. So it's no surprise that some of my colleagues were on The Amazing Race, and were on Survivor, and were on The Real World, and all these kind of shows because their job is to convincingly lie to people and make something appear real when it's not. At least that's the way the skill used to be before all the, the tricks were certainly taken away. So I'm not a fan of reality TV because I've seen kind of how the sausage is made there. But yes, like if the if the lavar situation ends up in my mailbox and it probably will i don't think that i could avoid reviewing it are you going to watch
0: no, absolutely not. But you used the show OC, which is a reality yes. show. Was it a reality show or was it a- was No, it, a, it was um, a
5: drama. It was, it was a, a Fox drama, drama oh, it was, four yes. seasons. I'm
0: thinking about the, thinking about the hills, because then the hills yeah. spun off into something else and then- Laguna right, was Beach was like the, and all that. La, Laguna Beach and the hills. Okay, so but your knowledge of, of Southern California is based off a TV show, so I don't know how you can say that you, you dislike reality TV so much.
5: All I'm saying is Chino looked like a rough joint based <laughs> on the OC. Like, I've, I've been to the West Coast a couple of times. I've been to Los Angeles a couple of times. But I certainly have not really – I don't know a ton about that area of the country. So I base basically everything that I know about the state of California, especially that part of California, on the OC. And I think that that's probably accurate to exactly what happens out there. The OC so, and OJ, those are the two things I can base it on. So
0: So do you base your knowledge of the Bay Area on full house?
5: it's a good question i mean there's certainly some things there i mean danny tanner was a giants fan like there's 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 something to be said for that but joey gladstone was a detroit red wings fan so i'm not basing it completely on that but no i i don't know the oc was four seasons and i didn't even know chino was a thing until i watched the oc so i think it's different is that how embarrassing is it that that is my knowledge of the west coast on a scale of one to i've never eaten a steak i mean my knowledge of wait, wait 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 what you know that, right? That was a huge story on this show. I've never had a steak Wait, in my me. life.
0: You, you've never had a steak in your life?
5: Yeah, I've had girls, multiple girls over the last several months that say they want to end that streak and basically make sure that I eat a steak before the end of the year. Wh- so that's like Why a goal. You, at this this point. is
0: this needs to be discussed. Why? And I missed this. I'm sorry. Why have you never had a steak before?
5: Just never felt the need. Like, I've been at steak restaurants, and I'll just order, like, you know, steak fries and a grilled cheese or something. I haven't been to a steak restaurant in a long time, and then well, now wait, steak you go, restaurants you usually a, have you other you
0: stuff. Go a, you go to a steakhouse and order a grilled cheese?
5: I went to a senior prom uh, in high school in 97 and went to a place where the plates were about $150 a piece, and I had them make me a grilled cheese because I knew they would have bread and cheese because oh. nothing else on that menu was something that I was willing to try.
0: This is This is very upsetting news. I'm very somber right now. I can't believe you never had a steak.
5: Never had a steak. But I'm gonna try and fix that this year.
0: Joey Chestnut. I mean, can you go go get a steak tomorrow, today? Go after the show. Go get a oh, steak. I'm going, and, I'm going
5: with I'm going with a girl. Like if I'm doing this, then somebody is gonna make this happen for me.
0: I think your first time though needs to be by yourself.
5: <laughs> really? You think I should just go and eat a steak with like a podcast in my ear or something like that? Yes. Because that's how I usually with go ma- to restaurants, with, with, I'll just have buzz ma- in. With,
0: with a magazine and a podcast, and just enjoy your steak by yourself.
5: I know the guys in L.A. had thoughts on this originally, but how damning is it of me that I have not had a steak at age 38?
1: <sighs> I don't know if you caught that, Jason. That was your dramatic breath that you take every time Clay brings you in. Had to give you a quick shout out there. That is... Arguably, screw you. <laughs> arguably, the most disappointing story since Outkick has been on the air for what is like 10, 11 months now. That's even worse than your streak because I know guys who are you know for various reasons are, are yes. in that situation. But there is no good reason for you to not have tried a steak in your life.
5: Exactly. I mean, but the thing is
1: now, like I'll say, oh, I'll just go get a steak to, to, to you know reciprocate your steak dinner you know you don't need someone to to also participate in the act of eating a steak like you would to break the other street do you know how disappointing it's going to be when i don't like it so
0: that's the thing is we have to make sure that you have the right cut of steak at the right temperature at the right place like we have have, this has to be set up no that's a a lot lot of work. work you find you're nashville now right yes we'll find we'll find you a steakhouse you tell them medium rare and you can put, you know, we'll find a place that maybe you could put some but some special butter on there, or put a little. You like crab?
5: No. Oh. Well. Only seafood I um, use: is popcorn
2: shrimp.
0: Your so your palate in general needs some working on. <laughs> 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 We've got to. I have you eaten hot dogs though. Do you, Jeff. Wait, wait, wait! Time out. So before we get to the hot dog sandwich thing, you've so are so are you don't eat steak. Do you eat hamburgers?
5: Uh, generally I'll eat a fast food hamburger. They're not, now that okay. I'm on the diet, so, I'm not really messing with that too much.
0: So, and your choice of seafood is popcorn shrimp.
5: Which is kind of not seafood, I know. Fish sticks That's occasionally, just, but I've just, kind of gotten out of yeah. that too.
0: It's just breading. You're yeah. eating breading. Um, wow. Over this next, over this week, we're going to get you, we're going to get your palate right. It'd be tough over radio, but we'll make it happen.
5: My palate is, is right there with most seven-year-olds that I know. Yeah. I was going to say that,
2: Jeff, that- <laughs> When Jason's living lavishly, he uh, stocks up on Lunchables.
5: <laughs> I seriously ate Lunchables yesterday—not Lunchables, I, but I, I ate like Snackers ham and cheese. <laughs> some rich crackers
0: for lunch. Dude, you, you and my, you and my three-year-old can have lunch together. I won't even have to make. I won't even have to make you anything separate. You could just only eat with if him. a bounce
5: house is involved.
0: Oh yeah, we need to get into that. No, no this, we will. The, the The weight limit on the bounce house at my house yesterday for my son's birthday was so low it was disrespectful to anyone who was an adult.
5: That is fat shaming by the bounce house industry. We'll talk about that. But first, we're also going to have to get into this. Joey Chestnut has finally, apparently answered and closed the is a hot dog a sandwich debate. I still don't know that I buy it, but I guess he's more of an expert than me. We'll talk about that next. But first, let's find out what's trending. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with GEICO. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We're also brought to you by our friends at True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. And on average, you can save over $3,000 off the MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So... Robert made a pretty good point there during that uh, trending update where he said that this should become a thing where I should reach out to restaurants here in Nashville and see who it is that wants to give me my first cut of steak and turn it into a big deal here. So if there's a restaurant out there that wants to try and make this, like wants to give me my first cut of steak this week so that I can speak to this situation, reach out to us at OutKick or at J-Mart Outkick or at Jeff Schwartz, whatever it is that you need to do to get in contact with us, I will eat your free steak.
0: The question, I think, becomes we need to figure out what cut kind of steak will be best for you to have for your first time.
5: This you like... sounds a lot like sex. <sighs> like this whole talk is like, for your first time, it's got to be this. Well, does it, I,
0: mean, I mean, you know, bone in, no bone, fatty cut, lean cut, um, there's so many, so many ways to have it. I, I just don't. I'm thinking about which way for you to, for you to go. Should we start off deluxe, go filet, or the bone and oh the ribeye? That, the bone and ribeye is the the marbling and the bone and everything. I mean, oh, I'm having a steak for breakfast now. I think,
5: dude, this is utterly ridiculous. Just listening to all the different options. I remember Dennis Leary and his old comedy act, uh, the No Cure for Cancer thing, saying the reason he never smoked weed is because he didn't want to build anything. Because people would make bongs out of everything. From fruits and all this, it became too much work. It's like, just listening to all this about the steak just makes me never want to eat a steak. It's like, oh, do you want it this side? Or do you want it fatty? Or do you want it lean? Or how about bones and all these things? Hot dogs don't have bones. And there's been a debate for years as to whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Merriam-Webster, that's a dictionary, folks, says the hot dog is a sandwich. Anthony Bourdain said the hot dog was definitely not a sandwich. Apparently the Utah Jazz... Suggest that the hot dog is also not a sandwich. I don't know that they're experts, although I'm sure they sell those at basketball games. But Joey Chestnut, fresh off eating 72 hot dogs dunked in water this year's Nathan's Famous International Hot Dog Eating Contest back on the 4th, has said no, the hot dog is not a sandwich. He says, quote, you start considering a hot dog a sandwich and you're like, oh, because there's carbs around it. Then you have to start kind of is a gyro a sandwich because that's kind of like, no, you have to keep division. So Joey Chestnut has come out and said that the hot dog is not a sandwich. Jeff. This is the first time
0: I think I'm ever agreeing with Joey Chestnut over anything. I mean, I don't agree on anyone eating 72 hot dogs at one time. That's disgusting. Um, But um, I don't eat hot dogs, by the way. Am I weird for not eating hot
5: dogs? No. I mean, I really don't eat them now because of my diet. But you don't know what's in hot dogs. And when you find out that kind of – it's not a problem. I used to eat like Um, two a week.
0: I'm I'm on this train. I I think a hot dog is a separate category. You have a taco, a hot dog, you have a sandwich. I don't know why it's controversial at all you can they can be separate um, I've always been on the train of of a hot dog is its own category. We're gonna have my brother on at some point this week. He yes. leads to that by the way and I think he is opposite of me. He also believes that boneless wings are better than regular wings which I have a huge problem with as well because a boneless wing is a chicken tender. It's not a wing. I don't know why it's called a wing. Just like a hot dog should not be a sandwich. It's its own thing. It's a hot
5: dog. Is a hamburger a sandwich? No, well, it's a hamburger. I mean, it's bread, and it's so anything, meat, so, and it's condiments, so any, so, and occasionally it's cheese. Both a burger and a hot dog. Like, what exactly is the difference so if I in terms of where you put the meat? Two,
0: if I put my meat between two pieces of bread, like a hot dog, is that <laughs> oh a sandwich? God. Like, I don't understand. I, like, what, what is like? It just, it's just—it's anything between two pieces of bread is considered a sandwich.
2: You know what it is? I think because ketchup is involved it's not a sandwich because who puts ketchup on a turkey sandwich a tuna sandwich you know, and other point.
5: kind of sandwiches right right
2: like, I mean right I know but do you put ketchup on any sort of sandwich on a burger so is a burger not a sandwich then
5: it's not it's so a ketchup so ketchups involvement means it's yes. not a sandwich
2: yes ketchup is the deciding factor that's stunning. that's a great
5: point
0: it's a great point that's the that's a good dividing line if you have to put on ketchup on a in a meal like that, that's a that's a great point. I've never thought about that before. Because you can I've do mayonnaise got... on a sandwich and mayonnaise oh, on a burger. No, Monster, of course. Evil. Why is mayonnaise evil? Oh, Jason, it's look, dude, we, we were good buddies before this show, yeah. and I just don't know how this can continue. Mayonnaise and no salad steak. dressing
5: are two of the most vile creations in the history of Earth.
0: Okay, so you, you, you've lost a bunch of weight. You don't eat salads?
5: I love salads. I eat them naked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I eat them. The salads are naked. There's there's no dressing on them. <laughs> that came out very very poorly for me.
0: You eat them with you eat them with no dressing with no clothes on. Why why don't you like dressing? Cuz it's terrible.
5: The stuff just tastes there's, awful.
0: But there's so many varieties. You can make anything you like for you can have an olive oil dressing. You can have a vinaigrette. You can have a ranch, a, a Italian, a French, a blue cheese. Like there's so many it's
5: not just one type of dressing. So is a hot dog a hot dog, or is a hot dog an American taco? I saw that argument made as well. Like, it's just bread with meat inside it, and you could certainly put cheese on it or whatever else, relish or whatever. Why is that not a taco, then? If it's not, is it really just only okay to call a hot dog a hot dog? I know Barrett Salee, who we have on the show a lot, and we're going to have him on later this week from the SEC Media Days, he's been very, very vociferous that a hot dog is not a sandwich. I just don't know that a hot dog is just its own existent thing, although the ketchup argument might be the best argument I've ever heard, because I don't really think people put ketchup on many sandwiches.
0: So, what's a bratwurst between two, is that now a bratwurst sandwich, if you put it between two pieces of bread, make it a bun?
5: That's a good point. Plus I don't the think bar, I've ever had a brat. Plus, plus, oh my God.
0: <sighs> this is like so upsetting. <laughs> plus, <laughs> so oh, upsetting. Your so whole book was about me. food. Um, it was about food. Um, also, the hot dog is technically only one piece of bread, the, the, the bun I mean. The, normally the bun is connected, right? So just one piece of bread folded over. It's not two separate pieces of bread like a sandwich would be.
5: Do you think a gyro is a sandwich, or do you agree with Joey Chestnut that that's also separate? A gyro is Ooh, more of, just a, of you a on wrap that
0: than anything else. A gyro is a wrap, right? You is wrap a wrap it not up a sandwich? Uh, no, I think it's a wrap. It's, it's all, why can't they all be like, they're separate, their own subcategories. They're all separate of each other.
5: I mean, what, like, what's the larger classification that all of these things reside in then? Like there has to be some kind of group, you know? Um, yeah. Like uh, all Caucasians simp- are not Americans, simp-
0: but simple, we're still all simple, Caucasians. Simple lunch foods. I don't know. I mean, that's just like, I don't, they're just easy, easy to consume food.
5: Robert hot dog's a sandwich right
1: no it's not a sandwich gyro well a euro is not a sandwich either oh
5: is it a euro yeah sorry i don't know clay's out so i had to get something wrong to make sure it still felt like outkick
0: (laughs) yeah i i just i I don't you can't convince me a hot dog's a sandwich
5: do you think that joey chestnut is an expert enough that basically this is over because he said that, even though Miriam Webster has said it to Sandwich for decades? Or I does Miriam mean, Webster I... not mean as much as Joey Chestnut?
1: Look, screw Miriam I... and screw Webster, okay? We get our hot dog <laughs> advice from the, the Jaws, Joey Chestnut.
0: What do you all think right. happens to someone's body when they eat 72 hot dogs? I mean, obviously, he goes and purges afterwards, but still, I mean, he's not purging all 72 of them. Like, Is he purging imagine... them? He has to purge them. There's no way he just he sits with 72 hot dogs.
5: I don't like, know if like, he what you, works out. That's like his workout. Like I'm gonna when I get out of here, I'm gonna go do an hour on the treadmill. He probably pounds fifty hot dogs when he's when he's in training. So I don't know if how he it does works. It, it's disgusting. It's I can't watch no, it.
0: If it's at noon on it's on July 4th, right, in noon, what yeah. time do you think he eats again? Do you think he just has dinner like normal? Or do you think he waits twenty four hours? It's just and like to process that you know, the hot dogs are disgusting. To process that in your bowels, it's, it's gonna lead to just oh, I don't want to think about it.
5: Well you don't eat hot dogs. So maybe your opinion no, I, doesn't matter. I don't
0: know. I've never really had, no, I'm not, I've am never been a hot dog guy. I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not a big, what you consider like American food? Like I'm not a big burger hot dog guy. I'd rather have like a bratwurst or a Polish dog or um, any sort of ethnic food rather than just like a hamburger and hot dogs.
5: We'll continue to uh, look at the poll as to whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. We'll throw that out here in just a little bit. And of course, I'm getting mentions now as to where I need to get a steak, because that that's going to be my Twitter existence for the rest of the day. I'm also being told cannot be cooked medium, must be medium rare, must be filet mignon, must be at this place. That is a lot of work. Like if I have to take well, it notes, it has to be medium rare. Really, the first time?
0: Yeah, this is the best way to have it. Okay. I don't do know. Not Maybe put I'll get a steak, this week. steak Do not put ketchup on your steak. That disqualifies your steak eating experience, by the way.
5: Just putting ketchup on it means I have not eaten a steak?
0: Yeah, that doesn't qualify as a steak. What eating. about like A1 just,
5: or whatever those things are?
0: Uh, uh, if you go to the right place, you will not need steak sauce.
5: Yeah, that's what people have said. So again, I have to continue to like discern what the right place is. We'll continue to talk about this. On the other side as well, more Animal Thunderdome. Monkeys are loose. Stick around. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Well, you got jokes live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. I said free steak. If you convince me that your place is good, I'll buy your steak. You just tell me where I need to have my first cut of steak here in Nashville. Apparently, there are a lot of good places, as I'm getting many, many messages right now. On Twitter about this steak situation and I've got my co-host Jeff Schwartz who's down in Charlotte former NFL lineman who is saying he's very very sad and disappointed in me is unsure he can do the show for the rest of the week because steak has never been a part of a meal that I have ever been a part of that's apparently unacceptable apparently no it is unacceptable
0: I think what we need to do is we need to find someone in Nashville to give you a steak and have it ready for you in the morning and you need to eat it while on air It it might obviously not be the best radio, but just hearing you eat the steak and then just this, you're going to have this reaction like just excitement. We'll be able to to feel it over the radio.
5: It'll be like a Tebow watch, which we'll get to at some points this week as well.
0: I I can't wait to talk about Tebow. I know we have a lot of listeners in the South. They're probably not going to like my opinion about Tim Tebow.
5: Uh, You're probably right. Uh, yeah, it's a very, very good tease. I would say that you're almost assuredly right on that situation. So we haven't really talked about this at all, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow here. We we're going to do Animal Thunderdome. No, we'll save that, and we'll do, it, we'll do it tomorrow. There's a good monkey story out there, also another bear story <laughs> and an alligator story in California. So you guys are doing it right out there. Um Home run derby tonight. How interested are you in this, uh, Jeff? We haven't really talked about this at all. We're not really a baseball show per se. I care a little yeah. bit because Judge and Bellinger are in it and last year's winner, but I just don't care about this anymore. There was a time I was glued to this, but I'll I'll watch it because I need to watch it for my job, but that's probably the only reason.
0: I'll tune in a little bit. Uh, you know, for me when I was young and you weren't able to watch as much baseball as you are now with MLB TV. I pay for MLB TV. I watch my Giants when I can, but you know, you used to have to wait to All-Star Weekend to watch the best players in baseball either hit home runs or play in the All-Star game, and now you don't. You get to see them all the time. Interleague play, MLB TV, all the highlight shows. I watch um, the quick pitch in the morning on MLB Network sometimes to get you know gather all the baseball news I need, I need from last night, and so it's just not exciting anymore. I've seen Stanton hit home runs. I've seen Bellinger hit um, I hate the Dodgers. I've seen plenty bellinger hit home runs uh when i when i didn't need to half the media i follow is new, are new yorkers on twitter they love aaron judge so i've seen plenty of his highlights so watching home runs to me uh hit, you know hit a bunch of home runs tonight is just not very exciting but i will say though not having chris berman yell back 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 back, 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 all back, night back, back might be a reason why i tune in to watch a derby
5: tonight danny you're very excited about this right You're a big-time Dodgers fan, so you're definitely watching Cody Bellinger, Yes,
2: yes. In Southern California, we are going to loudly cheer on Bellinger. In fact, I was at the stadium Saturday, saw him bust out of his slump with a home run, and then his walk-off walk to get the Dodgers their 60th win, and then yesterday their 61st. So, who would have thought the Dodgers would have the best record in all of baseball?
5: God, You sound like you're smiling, and maybe your pants are off right now as you were talking about the Dodgers there. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not eating a salad. (laughs) But <laughs> I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on naked salads.
0: His pants won't be off when it comes to playoffs, when they lose again. So, I mean, it is Ooh. what it is.
5: How dare you. Yeah, well, tough. All right, we'll see how the home run derby goes. We might talk about that tomorrow. Certainly more Animal Thunderdome, more hijinks here. Appreciate you getting up early with us. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at OutKick. Tons to get to tomorrow. We'll see you then. This has been OutKick Coverage on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Oh, 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 alright.